I'm shy. Are you just gonna leave me hanging? I'm gonna let you get this giggling or something. No, you start again. it never goes away. Okay. Are we gonna get matching haircuts? How would that work? You get extensions. You had long hair once. I did once upon a time. It was really long. It yeah. It was like all the way down. Like I feel like sometimes when you say a guy has long hair, you, they picture like I don't know. Jared Leto. We went two different. Jared Leto's actually got long. When long did Brad hair. Pitt have long hair? What I mean is, that's what I'm saying. Was this he had hair to like? He had hair to like his chin, and I feel like when you say a guy has long hair, sometimes you yeah, think that when, type of long. When did he have long hair? Throughout the years. Oh gosh! I don't know what you want from me? Like, <laughs> I, I think you do. I think you just can't give it to me. I don't know if he had it in any of his movies, but he had. Well, he had long, long hair in Thelma and Louise and in True Romance, but. What I was saying is, I don't mean the type of long where it's like floppy and it's down to just like your chin or your or the bottom of your ears. I mean, you had long hair that was down your back. I could have tied it around my ankles, like hair manacles. No, but I could have. It was curly. I just didn't. Well, my hair hair. is cut. My my hair is kind of weird in that as long as it's cut short, it's vaguely wavy. And then once it starts to grow, it's curly. Once it gets to like mid length, it just curls. Like yeah. at the just at the end though, and it kind of becomes. Which is strange How because so? what you think usually when your hair doesn't have a lot of weight, it's easier for it to curl because it keeps the curls. And then when your hair grows longer, the curls fall out because it's got a lot of weight. But yours kind of does the opposite. The longer it is, the more curls you have. That's true. You have curls right now and you've put the hair behind your ears because it's like too long. I don't want it. It's not like long. It's just like one inch (laughs) off your head. My hair, I would say, is too long right now. I'm kind of look. I'm at that point where I'm looking forward to getting a haircut. Yeah. I need to get my fringe cut. And it's, it's not even hot right now because usually not, in summer no. you have that added dimension of I've got long hair and so I can't get cool. But I'm at that point where my hair is, it's long enough that it's becoming annoying. And that's when you need to get it cut. It's going out though. Because you have curls, it grows out rather yes, than down. Does. And so it's not like it's I kind of look like that in your face because it's straight. I kind of look like that guy from Cowboy Bebop or Bebop. You can the, tell that I've never watched this anime. Yeah, but the I've way... I've just seen pictures of the dude. <laughs> the way he goes out, but his hair is straight. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying in terms of yeah, how it grows it outwards. Does grow out, yeah. So, yeah. Lots of little ringlets <clears throat> that I put my tongue in. That's, I think, unacceptable. <laughs> There should be a UN charter against that. No. Um, yeah, I'm going to get my fringe cut. I've got this, like, side fringe thing, and I'm not I'm not down. You're going for the 90s grunge look? No. You would have been a I good... I don't think you know what the 90s grunge look is. Sure. <laughs> I don't have any comeback to that. In the 90s, I was four. So I guess I don't. 
You were seven. I wasn't listening to Nirvana's Nevermore. Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> that was their crossover they did with Edgar Allan Poe. They did that on purpose. They dug him out of his grave and set up a raven-themed crossover. I'd like to say that I did, but that shows you how little I actually know about grunge. In fact, I couldn't even name another grunge band. Not going to help you. Soundgarden? Soundgarden? Is no. that a band? No, that is a band. No. <laughs> they were like... <clears throat> the Smashing Pumpkins? Songs. Yeah. Right, okay, so that's two. <laughs> you on a roll. Much later, Avril Lavigne, of course. No. Renowned grunge pop princess. Grunge is kind of different these days, though. There's like a 90s grunge, and then there's like a 2000... What is this decade called? 2010s? What a mouthful. There's no good name for any decade after the 90s. 2000s. Yeah, after the 90s. Yeah. You sometimes get caught up on the on the weirdest thing. As you're making a a hair bandana. Do you like my head crown? My hair crown? It's like a headband. You know how tennis players wear the... the, On their forehead? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of made that out of pink hair. Am I Rambo? I guess. A pink Rambo? We should do a gender-bending Rambo reboot. Gender-bending. With Melissa McCarthy as, as a comedic Rambo. No. She doesn't kill people. She just kind of funnily gets into snafus and funnily. debuckles. Yeah. She funnily gets into them. That's, that's her trade. Sure. I mean, unless you've seen any of her recent movies, <laughs> in which case you might forget she's a hey, comedic um, actress. I want to see that movie that she's in where she's not doing like a funny... Oh, yeah, that's true. Where she writes the letters. But it's still kind <laughs> of a bit lighthearted... Yeah, but it's not a comedy. It's not like a true, serious, dramatic turn. Like, so, like it is because she's like poor and no, like, but has to... the tra- at least the trailer gave it kind of this airy, light-hearted kind of. It's a, it is a little bit serious, but it's also kind of a ridiculous caper. Whereas some comedic actors have done true dramatic turns. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey mean. did a bunch of dark it's not films. It's fucking Schindler's List, is what you're saying. That's true, which I don't believe Jim Carrey was in that. In case, in case I missed that cameo. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no. That just made me think of that trailer we saw with Jim Carrey and he's in like Germany or somewhere. The Oh, po- isn't it Poland? The detective What's film. The difference, honestly, I'm just. Kidding. What's the difference between Germany and Poland? Well, I guess historians would have something to say about that. I was kidding. No, I don't. Yeah, weird film for him to show up in. <laughs> Not historically two countries that have had much affinity for one another. I was kidding. Sure. Kidding with an N and not a G. Sure. You know. Um, I'm bored about talking about Hanno. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> this isn't a hair-based podcast. It's not. When are you going to let me give you a little pink streak? I don't think... Just at the at, bottom, at the back. Just a little. At the bottom, at the back? Just give you a little... What does that mean? Like, right at the back here, like, on the neck. Just, like, where my hair rests just, on my neck, just make that... Just, no, just one little bit. Not all the way across, just, like, one little bit. You're doing a lot of gesticulations, <laughs> which don't translate well into MP3. 
into MP3. Yeah, that's the language in which this is going to be transcoded. Yeah. Do you transcode all these podcasts? I do indeed, by hand. Did you go to transcoding school? I did. I took a semester of... What did that entail? You have to take the individual data bits out of the file and weave them into an MP3 tapestry of sorts. Like how those old ladies on the advert weave the pieces of cereal together to make shreddies. I can't believe that's where your mind went to. Yeah. I was talking about a, a data loom and you went to old ladies on a Nestle cereal advert. Yeah. They weave them together, each little shreddy. I think they knit them together. That's what, isn't that what I said? Weaving is like you'd weave a basket by putting right, the threads they together. They knit them together and then they make little shreddies. And we could use, you can use shreddies for lots of things. You could make like a shreddy bed because they're like wheaty. <laughs> and, like and everyone knows you want a wheaty bed. Comfortable. They're not comfortable. But if there was like a million of them. If they were damp with milk, maybe. But then you'd have a soggy That'd bed. That'd be soggy. I don't want a soggy bed. But you want a scratchy, hard cereal bed. They're not bed. scratchy. They're soft and wheaty. So if I take a shreddy and scrape it across the surface of your eye, will it be rough or will it be soft as silk? This was extreme. <laughs> I'll, I'll just let you know that. You need to be taught a lesson, I think. Do you want me to scrape something against your eye? I'd actually kill you and all of your bloodline. And I don't want to have to do that. It will be time-consuming and difficult. You'd wipe me out. I'd wipe the the Jones line it's out. It's not of the Jones line though, still. because I don't really have any Jones family. That's true. Do you want me to cut that part out? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, you can leave the part in where you ask me if you want to cut it out, and then also leave this part in. That I'm telling you to leave in, and then leave that part in. That I'm telling you to leave this in, is... and you know what it becomes? It becomes a shreddy, all <laughs> woven together. I guess you kind of it's pulled shred- it back. It's a shreddy sound bite. It's a bite of a shreddy. You've are you getting paid to name drop? Do Americans have shreddies? They call them wheaties, don't they? I do not know. It's supposedly a big deal to get your face on the front of a Wheaties box, I've heard. Really? Yeah, they put, like, professional athletes on there. <laughs> I know, it's kind of <laughs> weird. Like, isn't it weird that they put missing kids on the side of milk cartons? Do they still do that? I don't know, but isn't it weird that they ever did I that? I thought that was just in films. I think it's a thing, or it was a thing. It's like how in films, whenever they're eating, especially if it's, say, you know, some hard-boiled... New York City noir detective film. If they're eating Chinese food, it's always in those little cartons with chopsticks sticking out of them. Yeah. That I like how you say it's always on like some weird New York noir. It's in everything That's ever. True. Whenever anyone's eating Chinese, it's out of those little cartons. And they always have like a coffee table filled with cartons and they're eating a I little like bit. We talked from... about this just in the last episode. No, we talked about this on the couch. Oh. Not being recorded by microphones. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why you got confused. <laughs> we have a lot of conversations, but they're not all recorded. Why not? Well, you know my invention. We should do it vlogging style, but with the microphones, where we just turn the microphone on throughout the day and catch whatever we're talking about. Ooh, let's do an episode like that. 
I don't think there's ever been a cool person who said, let's do it vlogging style. Why do I have to be cool? <laughs> is my response to you. Are you cool? Do you think that you're cool? I'm. What's cool to you? I'm ice cold. Yeah. I have permafrost flowing through my veins. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so something happened. <laughs> I feel like we can't do it. There's a... no, like, good segue. <laughs> but we, I also, we can't do a podcast without having some weird animal story. Why is it always to do with animals? You'd think that we lived on a farm or on some weird nature reserve. To be fair, most of the time it's an animal, quote, quote. It's... An insect. It's an insect, so it's not really an animal. Or it's our Rudy cat. Yeah. So... <laughs> who is mischievous, mischievous but lovable he's although every time he bites me for no reason my love does shrink a little bit one percent <gasps> no it doesn't and take that back is that true eventually i'm just gonna throttle him um no but for the rest of the day i do look at him warily <laughs> i kind of forget my my fatherly affection and i see him as a dangerous animal again because he can sometimes just savage you for yeah, no reason. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's true. And I don't appreciate that. I need my skin intact. However, he... It's a barrier. I'm going to start right back from the beginning. Okay. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a big bang. <laughs> there was a wide expanse of nothingness. And so, then... Uh, and Ru- then Rudy came along. Rudy came into being. Aww. He was the size of 10,000 supernovas. How old is he then? He's six, how old is the universe? Six billion, billion years? Or oh, is that the Earth? You can tell that they don't yeah, teach. Yeah, we we're not smart ones. Astronomy. Are we smart ones? They don't teach you the history of the cosmos in no. our British public schools. Oh, they do. We well, just don't not very good. They don't teach us about the fucking evolution and the Big Bang. Of course they do. Um <laughs> You just said that. Um, <laughs> How dare you disparage the <laughs> no, great I mean... British educational program? <laughs> okay. Okay. Get yourself into the right mindset. There's state two situations. To relive this trauma. Two situations. Months ago, Rudy, I think this is connected. <laughs> because... We we have a cork board on our wall with pictures of stuff and string going to different ones. We've got a theory, listeners, yeah. a conspiracy of a certain animal yeah. against us. And this might just be me saying that it started way back when, but I like to think that it's not actually true, but I'm still going to give all the evidence. Okay? We have like a wardrobe in a little nook in our bedroom and... You know how like the wall kind of goes in and then back out again. Everyone knows what a nook is. Why did I just describe a nook? It's a recess in the wall. Yeah, Um, and that's where the double wardrobe sits. And there's like two inches of space either side of the wardrobe, right? Okay. That you can look down. You can. There's like thing. Like for instance, there's a mirror on the. On we've just slotted a mirror in that we don't use. Rudy, like, in the night or whatever, like, a few times I would wake up and he would be meowing and, like, sitting, peering down the side of the wardrobe, just being weird. Like, what is he doing? Does he see something, like a spider or whatever? And we looked a few times and there wasn't anything. And it's like, 
what are you what are you doing do you see something we can't see do you hear something next door and that's why you're there you know so that kind of stops and goes away and then a couple of weeks ago he was like obsessed with the washing machine and he was like staring at the washing machine yeah he would just sit on the floor in front of it and stare towards the washing machine and it's it's particular as well because he we have like a kitchen living room all in one situation and this part of the kitchen he never goes in yeah so it's not we knew it was definitely a thing you know it's not like coincidence that he's just sitting there he was like looking at it like he was stalking something and he did this for several days um without moving like so this was the ominous prelude yes to what was going to befall us eventually so i you have woken up before me and i'm still asleep this was and this is months later after this the, is months, what we just described yeah yeah only a few weeks after the washing machine thing right though. sure so if you if you're keeping a detailed yeah. chronology listener yeah make so sure you get was, this timeline exact <laughs> so it was the wardrobe and the washing machine <laughs> and then because when they make the the movie adaptation of our story <laughs> and you're you being played right. by this is pivotal Rene Zellweger, no. and i'm being played by Rene chris hemsworth Zellweger. What a weird... I mean, Chris Hemsworth would have to get more jacked to there's, play me. There's things to unpack here. He'd have to put some muscle mass on to, to capture my physique, but I think he could do it. He's pretty scrawny right now in comparison to me. He needs to, to also grow like three feet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Three feet. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. There's things to unpack here. Okay. How, like the fact you picked an older actress and a younger actor because I'm an old lady. I, how old Am is... I an old lady? No, you're not. She's not an old lady either, but anyway. Sure. Okay, 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 okay. So wardrobe, washing machine, you wake up, comes another day, you wake up, I'm sitting in bed. I'm like, you know, tossing and turning and I'm like, I've been woken up by something and I don't know what it is. <clears throat> but Rudy is like, me- the my side of the bed is like two or three feet from the wardrobe. So I'm like, what are you doing, Rudy? He's like trying to get his head underneath the wardrobe and like, scratching at something and i'm like stop it like half a seat like stop it stop it you're missing all of these (laughs) you're acting it it out with your with your upper body and i swear to god i hear a squeak some kind of squeaking sound and we should just point out but to eliminate the obvious explanation Rudy doesn't have any squeaking toys. Yeah. Like a lot of pets do. Like in my head, I even thought about that. Is he is he messing with some kind of toy that's got squeak? But he doesn't have any toys that do that. Yeah. And to maintain I, our sanity. I feel like you poked your head around the bedroom at that point, and I was like, there was like a squeaking. Rudy's being weird. And you, I don't know if it's because I said it while I was half asleep. I don't know if you just thought I was like dreaming or whatever. You just went about your business and I went back to sleep. I would just say as a quick aside here, when I came in that time to check on you, he was sitting staring at the wardrobe and it was kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. So that was my perspective. But he does sit and stare at things sometimes. So, you know. So I went back to sleep for I don't know how long. And, um... When I woke up, when I woke up, he was still guarding the wardrobe. He was like staring underneath it, being weird. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to keep saying being weird because he was right on the money. Sure. But spoilers. 
even though he was looking at the wardrobe, I was like, I kind of mostly brushed it off. And I said to you, we should have a look. But neither of us want to do that in case no. there's like spiders. And there is spiders. So we didn't. So we went about our day. I had breakfast. It was about two hours later. We were both sitting on the couch. Rudy was like asleep on your lap. I, I feel like I yeah, need yeah, to Yeah, pick... I am going to pass it over to you. Rudy was asleep. <laughs> pass on... the baton. Yeah, Rudy was asleep on your lap. I'm like reading or whatever. Okay. I'm writing. And as is often the case when I'm writing, I sit on the couch and I have the the keyboard in front of me on the coffee table. And Rudy will come and sit in my lap and just go to sleep for hours and hours. Incidentally, I love this. Yes. I really enjoy when he does this. It's so cozy and just adorable. It's nice as well because it's getting cold again now and he's sleeping on us nearly all day long. He wants that body heat. And it's just glorious. And he makes the cutest little noises. He does. But sometimes he starts twitching. Yeah. Like he's having a bad dream. And we have to speak softly to him and stroke his little head. But occasionally you'll do that and he'll go, Yeah. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm dreaming about sexy girl yeah, cats. Yeah, and he's all... Twi- no, isn't Yeah, like let's, not, go, let's, let's, think about, let's not, not think interrogate about, that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's asleep on me and... I, I'm facing a different way because I'm all curled up on the yeah. sofa and you're facing out right. like you would normally. And I see motion across the floor in front of me, but it was one of those weird moments where my brain registered it and I definitely saw it, but a couple of seconds passed as if I hadn't fully processed it. Because it's like shocking and not something you expect to see. It's almost like if I had really, if I had chosen not to mentally grab that and try and figure out what it is that had just happened i could have just went on about my day it impacted me so little it was very weird (laughs) but only for the first second yeah then i took a second glance and i realized it was a tiny little mouse running across the living room floor rudy is fast asleep on me which shows you yeah what a instincts you know (laughs) what a adroit predator he is how his carnivorous instincts have dawed with domesticity I don't want to freak him out because I know he's going to... If I wake him up, he's going to see it, chase it down, eviscerate it, rip it limb from limb. I also don't want to freak you out because I know that you're afraid of mice. Yeah. So now I'm in a strange position where there's a mouse in the living room with us. It's a, just literally a couple of feet away from us. I have to try and figure out how to keep Rudy from doing something and I have to figure out how to not freak you out. So do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to pick up? So he looks at he gets my attention and looks at me and just says, "Stay calm, don't move." <laughs> You're doing such a serious face. And at first, for a split second, I was like, "He's really having a seizure." He doesn't have seizures. There's no reason for me to think that. But for some reason, I thought it was about Rudy because he was on your lap, and you were kind of doing this looking at Rudy, looking at me thing. And I, and then the second thought was, is there a spider behind my head on the wall? Because that's happened before. That has happened. And he doesn't say, spider, move, no. because that would freak me out. He always just says, don't turn around, just move. Like yeah. So it was very reminiscent of that. So 
after you've said that and we've had I've had those few seconds to worry what it is, you're like, there's a mouse by the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? The, yeah. What? And then I was like, I fucking told you there was a squeaking under the wardrobe. The funny thing real. is, though, that it came all the way from the bedroom you into say the all living the way, room. But it, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's the same floor. I'm not saying we live in a multi story yeah. manor and it had to take a, a dumb waiter yeah. up to us. I'm just saying <laughs> it went room to room with reckless abandon. Yeah. Even though it surely must be able to smell there's a cat on the premises. I think what you got to think is... Not that he's a particularly good guard cat, After notwithstanding. After, yeah. Well, he is and he isn't. He clearly was like, knew there was a mouse and was trying to get it. And he was guarding the right. wardrobe while I slept. Like, he's obviously good sometimes, but he was asleep. He doesn't know. Sure. But in my mind, I'm like, if he saw a mouse under the wardrobe, why didn't he stay there the whole time? Sure. He obviously got distracted by like food becoming available in right. the other room, etc. Um from what you're gonna think is I think when you're writing and I'm like on here reading or doing whatever, we're, we're, nothing is playing aloud because you're listening to headphones. I've got headphones, Rude is asleep. It's completely silent apart from the little clack and clackies of clack, your clack, 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 clack. Uh, of your keyboard, which is very satisfying by the way. And um and we're still. Yeah. So in that mouse's mind, it's time he's obviously got trapped under the wardrobe, nose as a cat. Cat goes away, this is his time to like get free or whatever. <laughs> Or get food. I love this speculation about mouse psychology. Well, I feel like that's got to be the only reason why it came out. Because when I was doing research, it says that they usually come out in the night. And it was nighttime. But because we are awake in the nighttime. We're nocturnal animals. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the first worry is that we're worried about Rudy. So, I get up. I grab Rudy off your lap. And I run to... (laughs) I was run out of run... the apartment into the street, <laughs> screaming and naked. Oh my god, I have nightmares about that. About like if there's a fire or if something happens to Rudy and I have to like run with him because there's a vet like just a street away, and I sometimes have visions of like just running with him <laughs> down the street. <laughs> um, sure, I lost my. Those must be fun dreams. My jig, yeah, fun, fun times. Um. Oh, yeah, I was going to take him into the bedroom, but my mind was like, no, that's where it came from. What if there's more? Oh, God. So I took him into the bathroom and I shut the door. <laughs> what if it's an ambush? Oh, my what God. What if this mouse came out to draw us into the other room where they're waiting with tiny little Tommy guns? Tiny, tiny little bow and arrows. Oh, God. Oh. They fashioned out of matchsticks and elastic bands. Some of them have got, bands. like, little headbands on, like Rambo <laughs> and, like, little... One of them's missing little... an arm from a previous campaign of violence <laughs> against the humans. They call him Sergeant Stumpy. Aww. He's got a scar down his face. What are those things that they wear across their shoulders that are just full of bullets? A bandolier. There you go. One of them's got a bandolier. <laughs> of I arrows. knew you would know that. I yeah. knew you would know that. Sure. Well, um, I am playing Red Dead Redemption 2. You are. I am playing the ever-loving fuck out of that game. Yeah. It is it's a awesome. It's pretty game. Very it, Yes, pretty it game. is. It's like the most detailed game I've ever played. It does this thing where when you pause the game, the shot that you're on turns into like a black and white film photograph and it's so cool. Um, Yeah, so I take Rudy and you you knew 
that I was going to freak out. Yeah. Even though you were like, stay calm. I just want to say real quick, as a backdrop to this story, so you understand why it was so such a bizarre moment for me to see this mouse run across. We have lived in four different places now. Yeah. And we've never had a mouse before. Yeah. We've lived... And the thing is, we've lived in London. Yeah. And we never had, like, rats or anything. We also... The first place we ever lived was an old house. A really old house, With lots of holes and a big back garden. And we didn't ever see a field mouse because we lived near the country when we lived in the house. Um, I... My stepdad used to have mice as pets, so I've seen mice, and right. I've seen mice at the pet store, but I've never seen a a, a mice in a ha- a mice in a house, <laughs> a mice in a, a mouse in a, in a house like that's like yeah. unwan- like an unwanted like rodent that comes in yeah. and tries to eat your food. I've never seen it in that type of situation, and I never saw the mouse. When you said the mouse was by the lamp, it had gone around the back of the lamp, and we have this like weird lamp that. You can't see behind yeah. it. So I went out the room and you were like to- totally calm. I I said to you, I was like, shall I call? Because in a situation like that, I am calling someone to come and help me because right. I can't do it. And you were like, no, I can do it. Like you're, you weren't like, it wasn't like a spider situation where we're yeah. both afraid. You were just like, it's fine. Yeah, I have no fear of mice whatsoever. In fact, I lean towards the other end where I'm like, they're so cute. Yeah, I want to look after it and just look at it. <laughs> but it just wants to eat your face. It so what? It does. It will eat your face. It's going to gnaw off my little button nose. Uh... Would you still... Oh my god, should we tell that story? We must have told it. I don't we have We did, I think we did. We must have. I don't think so. I don't think we have. Okay, we'll tell it and then if we figure out before we post it that we then How we are we gonna figure it out? out? I don't have because I can go back and check. I don't have transcripts of every previous okay, episode. Let's I can do tell a the word. Mouth- well, okay, we'll tell the nose thing. Okay, the quick. nose thing is real quick. <laughs> Basically, it was one of those nights. One of those special nights. <laughs> Where you're high as fuck. High as fuck. Eating munchies on the couch. Munching the world. Yes, pretty much. And you're much. just like in a, in a fucking... Food coma. I can't move my eyes from the screen. Yeah. I can't do anything. Kind we of were like. just... We were on YouTube. Yeah. And you know how YouTube just like recommends you random shit? Um, Even stuff that has no relation to anything yeah, you've ever yeah, yeah. searched for before. What was the title? It was the title that made us click. It was like... Don't give it away. Because if yeah, you say the title, yeah, yeah. give it but away. But it was the title's reason why we clicked yeah. it. Because it's not usually something we would it click on. It was like some stupid British talk show that talk. we would never yeah, yeah, click yeah. on. But the title was so attention-grabbing and, and bizarre. And I was just like between munches of like <laughs> crisps. I was just like, click it. <laughs> Let's see what it is. is. And so it was this woman. <laughs> this middle-aged woman. Because I can just remember. Very normal looking. Talking to What the, does that mean? Very normal looking. Well, because you she, you've got no indication. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's of what's no, gonna happen. Yeah. And she's talking to them. And I can't even remember what the conversation is about. But eventually she's just kind of like, oh, do you, would you like to see? I'll show you. And she she grabs her nose and pulls it all the way off. And not like a... Um, not just the tip of the nose, the whole nose. And also not like a... Um, like the type of makeup prosthetic where there's like you're pulling like a stringy something away. It's like she slotted 
the nose yeah. off her face, and then all you could see was two tear-shaped there was just caverns. Yes, just a black in her face abyss of face hole. And she, the way she did it, was just like it was slap, so casual. Slap. She just took her nose off, and then was just like, yeah, it's like nothing. <laughs> For the first thing to say is the prosthetic nose was so good. You couldn't it was so even, seamless. You couldn't even see the no. seams of where it attached to the face. And it was like moving when she spoke and then she just slotted it off like it was no big deal on a Wednesday. <laughs> and me and you it was like a scene out of a movie. Me and you were just like My my jaw, jaw literally yeah. fell open. And I was just like I think I had food in my mouth. This is how high I was. I was just like, Kitty, they didn't get our permission for this. Why did they get our written permission? We, I was just so We felt high. violated I by was violated. this sudden twist in this otherwise innocuous mundane <laughs> video. It was honestly, and uh, this is no hyperbole, one of the most surreal moments of my life. <laughs> it was almost like an out-of-body experience. It was. I was so stunned and shocked and just emotionally shellacked that... It's not that someone is has a prosthetic yeah. nose. It's not that we think that that's weird and gross. Right. It's that we weren't expecting her to slot her nose off, and yeah. then she did, and we were high. She did it so nonchalantly yeah. and so quickly that it just hit you like a, like a body blow. Yeah. It was so strange. It was... Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> How do we get onto that? Um, What's I got to do with the mouse? Oh, because I was joking about the mouse eating my nose. Uh, oh, yeah, man. That was bad. And we haven't rewatched it. I've never rewatched it. I can see it as it. clear as day yes. in my mind. It's as clear seared, as day. It's seared into my memory oh, banks. Oh, yeah. I will never forget that image. We laughed for like. You're freaking out. I thought Pusheen's whiskers were a spider. <laughs> I need to move her. I. I forgot where I was. I'm all shook. I'm sure. all shook around. Yeah. Um, yeah, we laughed for like half an hour on that because yeah. we were just high as fuck. We were laughing at our own reaction. <laughs> I was laughing at, yeah, I was laughing at your reaction. Yeah. But I was laughing at my own reaction too. I, I'm not going to lie. So, okay, so this mouse business. <laughs> so you're all like, I'm all right, I'm going to get the mouse. So I lock you in the living room with it. I go in the bathroom. <laughs> Only Ruth... one of you can leave. <laughs> if the mouse leaves, that will become my new husband and I'll just make it work. You took this into a whole... I like... feel like you could be happy with a mouse. No. No. Like, don't you feel like... You... I don't like... Look. <laughs> I don't have romantic we'll feelings get... for mice, okay? We'll... <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to this. I don't want to hurt the mouse, but I don't like the mouse either. Like... I was never like, oh, cute mice or cute little rats. Like, Steve, my stepdad had, like, rats as well. No, I don't. They scare me, and I don't want to go anywhere near them. Um, But you could make the mouse your husband. Why that, is the mouse a boy? I think the mouse is a boy. Yeah, it seem, It does seem like you do instinctively feel it must be a male mouse. Because it's invaded at home. And that's, a, and that's an aggressive masculine <laughs> thing to do. Yes, it is. Hashtag toxic mouse it's, masculinity. When in realistic... What? <laughs> that's not how you say words. When in all reality, it's either probably a mum or a baby. Because a mum is probably trying to get food. Yeah, well, ev- or the baby has like... Every left, single escaped. animal is something's baby. No, I mean a baby. Like, it's a baby mouse. I, it didn't look small enough to be a baby mouse. 
You said it was really small. Yeah, but field mice or whatever are really... It's not going to really... be a field mouse. But it's going to be a trash the... mouse. <laughs> <laughs> it was very small, but I'd re- I don't think it could have been was a Was it brownish or greyish? Um, I think it was more towards grey. I think it's a But trash... I'm not the it's person trash... to ask yeah, about colours. It's a trash mouse. Field mouse more brown usually. Sure. Um, okay, let's get back on track. Anyway, yeah, so... so I go into the bathroom with Rudy and he's like trying to eat the door frame to get out. Yeah. Like he's really trying to get out. He said, I know I, I know, I messed up guys and I, I snoozed through the invasion, but I'm ready to, to go into attack mode. I really don't want him to get the mouse though yeah. because A, I don't want him to eat the mouse and get sick. And I don't want him to eat the mouse. I don't want to see a dead mouse. So I um, love that musician. Sure. Isn't, is it Dead Mouse? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. I mean, I know the name, but I don't know. I go to a lot of raves. Sure. Is that what it is? Rave music? I guess. Rave music. <laughs> Am I like 55? <laughs> <laughs> um, Do they play at the discotheque? But the, hey. Hey. I like a disco. Sure. Um. So... I'm in the bathroom, but even though I'm scared and I don't want to be anyone in the mouse, I can't just stay in the back. I'm like that type of person where I need to know what's going on. So I keep coming in here and being like, did you get it? Where is it? And it is like behind all the bookshelves and yeah, stuff. We have three bookcases. Yeah. And the, is that a word? It's like, yeah, it's like bookcase, TV <laughs> unit, bookcase, lamp, bookcase. Yeah. And so it's behind all of it's these. It's got a lot of yeah cover for and it they're to all go in behind. a row. Yeah, like I don't, I like an L shape around the room. So you are like trying to like get it, but you can't see it. You don't know where it is. And then you're I'm sending you, me frantic texts <laughs> asking for updates and calling you on the phone. Give me a sit rep. And I'm like, are you going to be able to get it? What are you going to do when you get it? Are you going to be able to like put it out, like etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera? So then after like 15 minutes and you haven't got it, I say to you, shall I call Steve, my stepdad? Um, Renowned animal wrangler. Yeah. He's very like, he knows what to do in a situation and he only lives five minutes away by car. Um, well, plus it was the time of night where if we were going to call him, yes, he was probably asleep, but he would have only just gone to sleep. Yeah. Um, and I, if we leave it much longer, it's like... I could... I knew I kind of knew where the mouse was because I could hear it squeaking. And so this I is horrible. I, I didn't hear it squeaking. Every time I came in, it didn't squeak. Mice are surprisingly loud, yeah. I've gotta say. At one point when when I was hunting it as a duo, it started squeaking really loud. It's surprising. It, it probably was, yeah. Oh see, I'm glad I didn't hear that because it would have made me feel sorry for but it. But yeah, before we called in for backup, I could <laughs> I'd kind of zeroed in on where it was. But because it was behind a bookcase, I wasn't going to be... That word doesn't feel right. Bookshelf. Yeah, they're both... I'm going to say bookshelf. Okay. Because it was behind the back of this wide bookshelf, I ha- I can't get it alone. Because yeah. if I try and go one way... It's going to come... It's going to go yeah. the other way. It is essentially a two-man job to trap it and, like, box it in. Yeah. So I called Steve... <laughs> And I didn't know at this point whether it was, because I said to you, I said, is it a mouse or is it a rat? We need to know which one it is so we can, you know. And um, you said, I think it's a mouse. And then I was like researching, because mice are obviously smaller and, you know. um, And they have tiny little tails. Yeah, they have small tails. And 
because I didn't know and I don't know in my mind rat sounds more severe so I called which is not the case really I mean they're both you know um so I called Steve and the first thing I said was I was just like there's a rat in the living room <laughs> like and I started to cry I don't think I realized till then how freaked out I was and um he was like and he was like you could tell I'd woke him up and he it was half asleep and he was like oh there's a rat in the living room like he was talking to me like I was a five-year-old sure. he was like I didn't even ask him to come I didn't he just said I'll be there in a minute because he knew that's like you know so he came and you and him were trying to get it yeah and in my mind I was like now there's two of you you're gonna get it straight away and I was in the bathroom with Rudy and I felt like I was in there for an hour <laughs> and no one was saying anything. And because the fan on the bathroom came on, I couldn't hear anything. Right. And I didn't like it. So I kept trying to call you. <laughs> you never hear from us again. Yeah, you I- come in here and we're gone. <laughs> There's just bones that have been picked clean. <laughs> and it's like a giant mouse yeah. that takes up the whole room. <laughs> this is terrifying. This is so scary. And I, I couldn't take it. I just couldn't take not knowing what was going on. And every now and then I could hear, I could hear like, clack, 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 clack. Like you were trying to like get it to come out. Right. But I'm like, that's not going to get it to come out. It's going to make it more scared. Yeah. So basically what we did when Steve came, um, and obviously we're very appreciative that he came in the yes, middle of the night yeah. to give us a hand. Because I knew that you, in my mind, I was almost kind of like, it's we'll get it when we get it. It's not a big deal. But I knew because you're so afraid of mice that you were not going to be able to be comfortable again until we got it yeah when i eventually um yeah i came in here and i said to you i said i am not sleeping until we have found this mouse um yeah yeah so then what happened you booked a hotel room just in case (laughs) at the hilton i took rudy with me yeah The future of our relationship hinges on your successful hunt, Ryan. That's what you it said does, to me. It does, yeah. Yeah. So basically, you don't get the mouse. You don't get to sleep in the bed. I guess. Um, Except I don't want to sleep alone because I'm scared of the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a catch twenty two. So basically, we a catch twenty two. Yeah. A catch twenty two. Yeah. I'm going to catch the mouse. Oh, I see. You really like milked. Well, because you're not smart. You shouldn't. Have, <laughs> you should have got it straight away. I don't appreciate this badgering, this hectoring of sorts. This this mousing. Oh gosh. No, I'm this not. verbal bullying. Yeah. Okay. So we moved all of the bookshelves, which is really annoying because they're like screwed to They're the screwed wall. into the wall, so you can only you have to inch them slowly away. We moved all of them. We moved the TV unit, which is really heavy because it's got the TV and all my game consoles on there. We moved all twenty seven. Yeah, I've got an old Amiga. I've got a, a Dreamcast. Ah, uh, I know what that is. I've got a Genesis. I've got a Turbo Graphics. Do you know what game console was really cute? The, the GameCube. Sure. Because they came in different colors, didn't they? Did or they? they came in like two different colors. You could get like a purple one. Yeah, that's what I. A Mari- It was like a Mario because wasn't the f- one of the first games like the Luigi's Castle or something? Luigi's Mansion. And it, he was purple, I think. Or the I don't think the so. game was really purple, Maybe. and so the. I never had a GameCube. <clears throat> I've never really been a Nintendo guy. Oh my god! You know what that makes me think of that really cute like love cube thing that we saw. Oh, that- the companion cube. Yeah. <laughs> No one even knows what we're talking about. Okay. Sure. You're like bashing <laughs> things out of the way. <laughs> okay, continue. In your rage over the death Mouse of the companion cube. Take 100. 
<laughs> is he going to be in the companion coop? Well, when you throw it into the fire, the mouse will be immolated Why too. are we throwing it into the fire? Because that's what GLaDOS makes you do. Spoilers. I don't know what Yeah, you means. don't know many things. I just want to look at the pretty cube with the heart on it. Yeah, sure. That's all I want. We should get a, a pillow. We get one. A cushion. Oh, that's cute. An inflatable. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> okay, so we move everything and the mouse keeps eluding us. <laughs> it keeps running behind different bookshelves as we move them. Eventually, we got it trapped behind one bookshelf steve and then what does he do what does he take to try and get yeah okay he gets samantha's my little pony tote bag and he this is a murder (laughs) this is reason for murder i feel which is a beloved item of hers as all her mlp merchandise are yep let's not even get into the bath toys Hey. Your cute little... You like playing with those bath toys. <laughs> I resent these accusations <laughs> and I reject them forcefully. And we, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. We totally had a bath together the other day and played with our My Little Ponies like we're five-year-olds. I'm not sure I... I don't recollect this. It may have happened, and but I couldn't say for sure. The pony's hair changes colour when <laughs> it goes in the water. So it's like double the treat. Ah, uh, to be an adult. Yep. Okay. So, he's on one side holding this bag open. So, if the mouse runs at that side, it will go straight into the bag. I'm on the other side with a box. And Steve has a wooden spoon. <laughs> and he's, like, banging it against Wait. the bag. Yeah. I don't know if we ever washed that spoon. <laughs> it didn't touch the mouse, though. He wasn't picking up the mouse like a morsel to the eat. The mouse just ran along the floor and, like... Yeah, but he didn't touch the mouse with the spoon. Okay. It was involved, though. I'm sure it has been washed it was, because I've used it since then. It was mouse hunt paraphernalia. Mm. It was an accessory to the crime or attempted crime, as as the case may be. So he's making a racket, <laughs> trying to get it to run out. The mouse is squeaking up a storm. Oh, like you horrible. said, probably terrified for its little mouse life. Its whole, you know, 26 days on this earth flash before its eyes. <laughs> it thinks about its little nest of... No, of my brethren. I don't need to think about this. Anyway, it was really stubborn, did not want to come out. But eventually it did run and it went straight into the bag, like perfectly. It couldn't have worked out any more perfectly. It ran straight into the butt of the bag. And I freaked out and I was like, Steve, pick up the bag, pick up the bag and hold it tight. Hold it tight, close. It's in the bag. Not to suffocate it. Yeah. It's like a tote bag. It's a material. Yeah, just so it doesn't yeah. climb its way out again. Steve grabs the bag, tries to pull it, but because it's caught behind the bookshelf, it's hard to pull. He's pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. The mouse runs out of the bag, runs over the bag, past Steve. I'm like, Steve, it's by your leg, it's by your leg. So he runs towards Steve? Steve is completely oblivious of what's going on. (laughs) Which, you know, we'll put that to one side. It was a tense situation, okay? We had a lot on our mind. It ran straight past him. went underneath the table at this point it went right past me and i was literally just going to grab it with my hand because (laughs) i did not want to lose it i knew if it went to the other side of the room there's so many nooks and crannies it can get lost in as it went past you and you thought about grabbing it did you like jump or like jump back or anything or freak out at all because i would have grabbed it but it went underneath the table and then straight underneath the couch 
So it goes only of the table, only of the couch. And then it makes a beeline like it knows to go there. Like yeah. this is where it came from. It's mm. original provenance. It goes straight to the washing machine. Call remember back. that, remember. Yeah. Yep. Goes straight to the washing machine and goes down behind the side yeah. and the back so, of the washing machine. So the washing machine, along with the dishwasher underneath the sink and then all the cupboards, it's all built into the cupboard. Um so you can't get round the back of the washing machine and you'd have to pull the washing machine out of the cupboard to do it. Yeah. And the only reason why there's a hole, and I know we told this, I think we told the story of replacing the washing machine on a podcast. Did we? Yeah, because the guy came, remember, and he didn't have tools and he didn't know what he was doing and I'm pretty sure we told the story. Right. When they came to replace the washing machine... They hacked the fuck out of the wood along the bottom of the cupboards that yeah, holds the stuff in. The panelling. And when they replaced the washing machine, the real guys came and replaced it. They were going to put the door back on, but they couldn't because the stuff was all fucked yeah. up. So there's been a gap at the bottom yeah. of the washing machine ever since. So, yeah. So, like you said, like it knew where to go. It really, it, it really did go straight in a in a like he didn't zigzag and yeah, look where to go it, it just knew went. where to go yeah so it was, yeah so at this point because you you'd lost it yeah once it goes behind there you're just not gonna get yeah. it yeah i come back in here leave rudy in the bathroom and all the while i'm like um i look up mice and like what's the reason you might get mice or how they get in and I knew that they could fit into small places, but it says they can collapse to the width of a pencil. Right. So they can really get small. That's insane. So basically any little hole, not cracks or anything, any little hole they can get through. And I also... You know what's funny? You didn't see the mouse. Yeah. And Steve, I don't think, ended up seeing the mouse because it went past him and he, and he just he didn't did see it. He did see it because I said to him... Do you think it's a mouse or a rat? And he said it's definitely oh, okay. a mouse. Because so I was going to say, if I was the only one who saw it, maybe the <laughs> twist at the end of this M. Night Shyamalan film Shalomalan. is that it's just in my imagination. Just, yeah. I'm the one making the squeak. Ill. I'm the one making the squeak noises. Sad. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, squeak, squeak. You'd be a cute little mouse. I would. Um, would you feed me with a little bottle? I would feed A you. tiny little eyedropper with milk in. Oh. Of cheese, which turns out they don't want. <laughs> that's. Just, I mean, they'd eat it. That's confusing. I think they'd eat like a lot of things, but like <laughs> your fallopian tubes. Pod- <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to say the most outrageous thing possible. <laughs> um, that was something. Um, <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking of it inside me. And oh, I don't want to stop that. Um. You've thrown me off with your madness. Um, so I come in here and I'm like, what the fuck's happened? You lost it. For a minute, I am actually, you don't know this, but I'm legitimately angry that the two of you had lost it. <laughs> and by two of you, I mean, what the fuck, Steve? You should have picked up the bag. And if he ever listens to this, don't be upset because I'm really only messing. But, but for a second... But that being said, we did have it literally in the bag <laughs> at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and it managed to outsmart two fully grown Amen. human yeah. males. I was like mad for a minute. I was like, how could you have lost it? Because now yeah. I I cannot sleep. Now ever. the fear begins. Yeah. So 
We're in here. I have been researching where they, what they do, where they go. They're fucking crazy ninjas that can climb and jump and do all these horrible, scary things. And um, I was looking at what they eat because when I came here, and here, Steve was like, "Let's set like try and set like a homemade trap type of thing." <laughs> so it went into like a little gap at the side of the washing machine. So he kind of like finagled this like. Hole in a bottle, but if it goes in the bottle to get the food, he'd he'd fashioned some like plastic spikes, yeah, so that it couldn't get back out if it goes in. And we just put some like, um, you know, the little animal crackers with chocolate on, we put those in because when I was researching it, they were saying it likes chocolate, cereals, uh, peanut butter, Mars bars, that type of thing, and um. Yeah, so we basically had to call it a night. I mean, we tried to look, um, but under the under the sink is really the only place you can actually see sort of behind the cupboards. Yeah. But you can't see anything. He even put his head right in there, and he couldn't see anything. So I'm hoping was hoping that it's gone out. However, we've scared it off. I think we realised that the mouse did not come from there. Right. I think what had happened was. I remembered a story from when I was little and it made me think of the bath. Long story, but it made me think of the underneath the bath okay. for some reason. So I had remembered, it makes that me sound like our fucking house is falling apart with the broken wood and the <laughs> bath. But I had remembered... We live in a shack, okay? <laughs> it's kind of ramshackle chic. A shack with some blue yelly mics. Yeah. Yeah, we know our priorities. I remembered the bath had like... The panel on the bath had kind of kind of came away and we pushed it back in, but there was still a gap. And I was like, where could this have come from? We investigated underneath the wardrobe and at the sides of the wardrobe. There's no holes. It's just like a regular room. Um, and I remember when we moved in, we have that hole like where the pipe is. It's not a hole. It's just like a gap by the pipe, by the sink in the bathroom. And we had, like, tried to stuff it because we were scared of spiders coming in. Do you remember? So I was like, what if it came in somehow through those gaps? And Steve pulled the panel away and was like, yeah, there's lots of places for it to come. So I think that's where we've discovered that (laughs) it must have come from. Because I think if it came from the washing machine... I feel like we would have seen it or Rudy would have got it. Possibly, I mean, maybe it... Maybe it did come from the washing machine, and that's why Rudy was looking. Or maybe it had travelled back and forth a few times <laughs> trying to find food or didn't know how to get out. Sure. But the next day we got a few traps and just... I just want to say, I was sent to the supermarket yes. to pick up these devices of murder. Yes, you were. Well, <clears throat> I had tried not to think about actually catching a mouse right. and, like, the thought process of that and, like you know, catching a mouse and it being killed. and But in my mind, I was like, I don't want to put poison down because that's worse because it's not going to kill it straight away. It's going to be horrible, slow death. And so if we've got to kill it, a trap. But again, I was trying not to think about it because even though it's like this unwanted thing <clears throat> that might have diseases and it's came into my house, I still don't want to think of a dead mouse because yeah. it's sad. I don't want to... Obviously, ideally, what we wanted to do was to catch it that day. And put it out. And then take it outside and just release it. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. So I went and got some of the classic 
you know, spring traps, yeah, snap traps, whatever you want to call them. And I felt very morally queasy mm-hmm. as I was walking around the supermarket you with them. Me and you were like, because like this. I do think mice are cute. Yeah, and I you do, do like little animals like yeah. that. And just thinking about it being killed, it just really bummed me out. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. But at the same time, like you said, you have to. I mean, first of all, if it gets caught by Rudy, yeah. oh man. Rudy's going to torture it. I know this because I've yeah. seen him torture insects. <laughs> yeah. He's a little torture artist. He's he just a, wants to play. a sadistic murderer. Yeah. He will make... <laughs> He will inflict pain on it for a long time before it gets the merciful kiss of death. Plus, he might get sick. Mice have diseases. And he even says for us not to touch anything the mouse has touched because I don't know if that means we could get the mouse disease or it would just make us sick. So it's not a good idea for him to get it. Right. So So if it's going to have to be dispatched, quote-unquote, to use a euphemism, you want it to be as humane as possible. The poison, like you said dehydrates them slowly yeah. over the course of a while which whole, is horrible yeah. the glue traps just hold m- hold just them hold in place them terrified yeah which i don't even think we it's going to give it a little mouse heart oh, attack it's horrible. the snap trap at least if you set it properly and you have you really do have to figure you have to read up on how to do it because yeah. you can set it improperly and it won't it won't do what it's supposed to do. But if you do it all right, it will kill the mouse instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. And that, you know, that's something that's at least. The, yeah. I'm freaked out now. I can't stop looking at the floor and like, I'm definitely. Oh my God. If we could record a live mouse appearance yeah. on the podcast, that's good content. <laughs> I don't want there to be a mouse. I, I just don't. So, yeah. So you went and got the traps. You called. I was definitely in detachment mode. I was trying to compartmentalize and like i was really trying not to think about because i can't handle stuff like that i would have been like no don't kill it or whatever but we need i needed it gone i couldn't i couldn't relax we came back in here like after steve went and he set that little trap in a bottle (laughs) makeshift little Um, yeah and we taped up we taped up all the gaps apart from where the bottle was and there was another gap in the cupboard because he'd, like, moved everything and it had kind of made more gaps. <clears throat> so it wasn't getting out. It was only getting out through that bottle. So, And I still couldn't relax. And I couldn't even sleep properly. Like, we had to swap sides of the bed. Let's like... get into this. <laughs> Let's have this out. Let's have couples therapy live <laughs> on air. Okay. On, on the podcast. We don't have... We're not a couple where it's like, I always sleep on the left, I always sleep on the right. Like, when we first met, it wasn't like, what side do you like sleeping on? It just happened naturally. And then when we moved, it wasn't like, I'm sleeping this side. It just always happens naturally. We just picked a side and just ended up in that rhythm of sleeping there. So when we moved in here, I picked a specific side because all my stuff, like my... You know, my jewellery, my makeup, that type of thing was all on the one side of the bed. And so I was like, I'm going to sleep that side. So we did for a few months. And then, I don't know, the mat- I thought the mattress was kind of weird. Like, there was like a, something digging in me or like it wasn't even or something. I was like, I don't like this. Can I try your side? Do you remember? And so I tried your side and 
Two years later, I've been sleeping on that side. <laughs> you usurped my side of the bed. Haughtily, you demanded that it be given over to you as tribute to the queen. Yeah, pretty much. And I acquiesced because of my love for you. Oh, but then, nice. fast forward to the mouse incident. And I, I'm like, I can't sleep on that side because that's where the mouse was. So I just can't. I can't do it. That so side has been tainted It for was me now. sold to me as a short-term <laughs> couple of days. Just get me back on my feet. I need to regain the confidence and the security. Let me sleep on your side. I'll get my head right. I'll go to counselling. I'll go to <laughs> Mouse's Anonymous, a couple of meetings, and then we'll switch back. But you know what happened, guys? I had the best night's sleep. Even with all the mouse stuff, I slept so well. I have a, t- I have a weird time sleeping. I sleep a lot because of like medications that I'm on. Like, I sleep 12 hours, but often it's really interrupted. I, like, I toss and turn a lot. I get up to pee a lot. It takes me, like, an hour and a half to get to sleep. It's just unpleasant. And I slept on this side, and for the few nights before you were trying to get it back from me, I slept so well. I was just so (laughs) peaceful. Even though I was still freaked out by the mouse and at first we'd get in the bed and I'd be like, you know, I'm a bit scared. And I even put like pillows at the top of the bed in case to just block off any gaps. I was like barricading myself. You made a little fort. Yeah. A pillow fort. And I just slept so well. And then you were like, three or four days later, you were like, I'm sleeping on my side tonight. And I was like, no, please, I don't feel comfortable yet. And you were like, okay, one more night. And then I wrote you a letter. Should we read it live on air? I wrote you a letter. <laughs> you can read it out. Have you still got it in your messages? Okay. I wasn't planning on doing this. This is this is impromptu. <laughs> this is spontaneous. But it's so cute. <laughs> I really did want my side. I will just say this before I read it. I really did want my side of the bed back. But why? What's because your actual reason? Once you get into a habit of sleeping on a certain side of the bed... It's so ingrained in you that sleeping on the other side feels weird and foreign and yeah. just un- But was it bad or just It just felt weird. And I'm yeah. a bit I'm I definitely don't have it as severe as you, but I am the type of person where I need everything to be just right yeah. for me to get a good night's sleep. And so I just felt like I was fine donating it to you temporarily. <laughs> But then the bill came due, and I want my goddamn side of the bed back. But then... So several days into this dispute... <laughs> this Of me saying, I'm not comfortable yet. Because it wasn't just... I'm not using that as an excuse because I was like, oh my god, I got so much good sleep. It was, I was legitimately not ready to go back to that side, as well as finding the new side really peaceful. So, after... A, a short period of tumultuous <laughs> <laughs> bickering and disputation over ownership rights of that side of the bed. I was on the exercise bike, if you remember, and you were sitting on the couch. Yes, yeah, so right? we're in the same room. Yeah, but we weren't talking to each <laughs> no, other. No, no. And to, as I was close to finishing my cycle, I get a text from you, which is obviously strange in that you're sitting next to yeah. me. And this is what it says. I'll do a dramatic reading because this is... Q A F. Has to be in a Q voice then. Okay. This is a plea. A plea from my side of the bed to yours. It feels good sleeping on your side. It feels peaceful. I am somehow able to go to sleep 
almost instantly. Something I am never able to do. <laughs> I wake up fewer times throughout the night than usual, therefore being able to have a less interrupted sleep. And also, dot dot dot, mice. That side of the bed has been tainted for me now. That whole area feels bad for me. So this is a plea. A plea from my tired, achy, scaredy cat heart to your strong, loving, thoughtful heart. And then this is all in capital letters. Can I please sleep on your side of the bed for the foreseeable future and beyond, please? <laughs> so, this made my little boy heart swell. Oh. Because it was just a concentrated dose of adorableness and love. <laughs> and just, it was so funny and cute. I was like hiding <laughs> under the blanket on the sofa. You were like... all bashful. I You'd was. put yourself out there. Total vulnerability. I did. Will you please do this thing for me, my love? And I, you did. I did. I, w I happily have granted you the deed to that lot of land on it, that side of the mattress. And it's been really nice. Like, there's really only been one night where I um, didn't sleep instantly. And even then, I slept quicker than usual. It's just nice. It's also, honestly... I have more things than I ever have had before and I've really the past like year taken joy in the things that I have I don't know for some people that's like not a big deal like things and like objects and stuff it's not like but I've really taken joy in like the things that I've accumulated and it's nice to be near them if that makes <laughs> sense like that's my side of the bed now and I can see all my things and it's just it sounds weird but can i interest you in the anti-materialism of buddhism perhaps no, thank you that's fine um fuck enlightenment i've got a color pop lipstick <laughs> in fact you've got a little my little pony set of makeup haven't you yeah i got um and i've got hello kitty i've got um hello kitty lip glosses that steph sent me because you're gonna you can't get color pop here you can get shipping but you have to pay customs fees so i don't do it because it's ridiculous but she has sent me um like hello kitty because i did a hello kitty collection and she sent me some lip glosses and then more recently for my birthday she got me the my little pony eyeshadow palette and it's like super cute i remember i bought that poly pocket vintage poly pocket compact to like keep stuff in and that's there as well i'm very cutesy when you it comes are, to my things to say the least um so yeah um it's nice being by my things sure so, how do yeah. we get onto the sleeping <laughs> thing i don't even because know because of the you you're losing track of I stuff, am losing track. woman. Oh, yeah, so you went to get the... Um, There's not really much more to the story. We basically set the trap. We set a one trap at the... Because you could, in that gap that it went in, but sorry, the washing machine, Steve could get his, like, hand through. So he put... We put, like, some peanut butter on it and set it as close to the wall as possible. Although, as he was reaching in to put it in... It gave, oh, yeah, almost it gave out. me a heart attack because the trap went off. Yeah, it did. And I yeah. thought he was going to pull it back out with broken fingers. Oh, my God, yeah. Because yeah. those are really powerful. Yeah. Like, and I didn't get... This isn't a cheap one either. This it's is, not like how you might be picturing it, like a piece of wood with a bit yeah. of... It's like a big contraption yeah. like, with, you know. Um. So he set 
we set one down the side of the washing machine and we set one under the bath yeah. in case any more come Which in. is going to be really good in the middle of a <laughs> relaxing bath. I'm suddenly just going to hear this loud snap. snap. And like a pained squeak. Oh, come oh, I on took now. A I took it too far. <laughs> we haven't heard any snaps. No. And so it's either gone out. Um, I can't imagine that it's been stuck behind the washing machine and hasn't gone to no. get the peanut butter. If it's snapped while we're asleep and therefore haven't heard it, obviously we're going to check yeah. in a couple of weeks to like, <laughs> not a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks from when we first set Dispose them, of the to evidence. See if it, yeah, because we don't want a decaying mouse. Uh, come on there. now, lady. <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> The and funny I, thing is, when Steve came back over to help us set the traps, we and we were both, Samantha and I were both saying it makes us sad, the you know, to potentially be killing this cute little mousy. We were all joking about to ease your conscience. Imagine it's an evil little mouse. Yeah, we were with a tiny little mouse copy of Mein Kampf. Yep, that makes me think of that book you were reading for you now. Do tell with the the German mouse. Oh, Ma- it's just called Mouse. Yeah. M-A-U-S. It's a famous graphic novel that details some pretty dark times during World War Two yeah, and the so Holocaust. Yeah, so we can just think of those. No, let's not think of yeah. that. <laughs> but, um, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it made me think of that. But um, for the first, like, day or two, I was like, I can't go near where the gap is in the washing machine. We'd, at this point... (laughs) I was employed as, like, a helper. You'd say, go over towards the washing machine and grab that for me and bring it back over to the other side of the room. I couldn't do it. Like, it was a quarantined area and you were worried about breathing in toxic spores. We have filled up all the gaps now, so it can't come back out. Um, We've cornered you, mouse. Come out with your paws up. (laughs) I don't want to say oh when thinking about the mouse. That's not thinking about it anymore. I did see it though. It was little and it was cute. Stop. My <laughs> mum was talking about it being cute as well in a text message. I'm like, and she was like, her and Steve are sending each other pictures of mice. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. I just can't, I can't, I can't think about it now. I, it's definitely been out of my mind now. Like, for like a week now sure. and, and this is it. all dredged it back up yes because i'm like looking at the floor expecting to see a mouse i'll save you yeah i'll make a pact a deal with the mouse you stay on your side of the kitchen we stay on our side yeah occasionally we feed you a couple of blocks of cheese mm, i don't like it okay i think we've told the saga yes. of the mouse well enough yeah. how amazing would it be if one of the traps went off as we were recording would it be amazing it'd be pretty it be amazing sad? I mean, I'd be a bit sad. We would just insert a little, <laughs> little thing. I don't know how I'm going to find a sound effect of a mousetrap going off. I'm sure it's out there. That's probably true. Okay, so this is a this is a special episode. Special listeners. episode. This is our two-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy podcast anniversary. No, happy podiversary. I guess. Happy castiversary. No. No, it's not working. You're getting colder and colder. I am, yeah. It's not good. (laughs) Um, So, that two-year anniversary. Yeah, which is insane that we've been doing this for two years. It's also Halloween time. It was Halloween yesterday. And we were going to record, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, But it's Halloween time. When Halloween falls on the, in the midweek, it's Halloween basically the weekend before and the weekend after. I kind of see what you mean. Because that's when people... Yeah. 
So, yeah. Speaking I just of, want to say, I'm so glad we don't live somewhere where you can get trick-or-treaters. Well, we do if this was a house and not a flat. Yeah, but... Because this whole street is full of houses. But what I'm saying is because we live in an apartment building... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and see you have mean. to be buzzed in. Yeah. It's very unlikely. Because when I used to live at home... We lived there. in a residential suburb, a cul-de-sac, yeah, in fact. That's we used to get, prime, yes, prime place. And we used to get so many trick-or-treaters. Did your mum give out sweets? Yeah. Oh, that's you, what, She didn't want that house to be Don't make her eight. out to be some, like, cold... I true. didn't. I said, ah. Oh. But you implied that she might not. No, I did not. And my mother is a darling woman. I did not. Your mom is lovely. Who loves children and wants to feed them candy Your mom is lovely and I can imagine she would have lots of candy for them because she's very kind. That's where I was like, did she give out She's not one of those, you know, joyless people who gives out apples at Halloween. Yeah. Leaflets about healthy eating. Although I did enjoy when I was younger people giving money because they didn't have any sweets. People gave you money? Yeah. It was it was kind of bad too, like because we were teenagers, like slutty, 13, slutty teenagers, and not dressed up. Wow. In fact, I went trick or treating once with a wooden spoon, and, and just, had no no just, just black lingerie. Just held up the wooden spoon like this. I'll I'll fucking spoon you <laughs> if you don't give me the money, lady. No, that's <laughs> not how I was holding it, and I just feel like trick or treat, and sure. they'd give me. I, I kind of was no, I wasn't even in my golf stage. So I couldn't have even looked like I was right. in there. But yeah, when they didn't have sweets, they gave me money. I feel like you could do a good Wednesday Adams. Yeah, I'd like to do a Wednesday, but like with pink hair. Pink hair would yeah. be super cute. Um, I could do like a pink Wednesday Adams with like a pink dress and a white collar instead of like a black dress. I feel like you you need... No, I wouldn't come across. Her whole aesthetic is like black and goth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I do do a pink Wednesday Adams a That's lot. True. I do wear my hair like that. Um but yeah, so speaking of Halloween, I watched the other day, just randomly, I was having a bad day and I was just like, just click on something, anything to watch, don't even think about it, just click it. And I clicked on Halloween H2O. Sure. Not one of the fine Halloweens. Um, but it was prime 90s teen movie Halloween. Okay. And I really enjoyed the vibe of it and was like, I miss movies kind of being like that, like the scream vibe. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I enjoyed it for that. But the movie was so short. It was an hour and 20 minutes long. Oh, man. And it was over so quickly. And I was like, you basically did no, almost no setting up, not even with the kids. It was like really strange. Um, I enjoyed it, but it was like, yeah, ridiculously short. Was um, it set in a reservoir? Was it set in a bottled water facility? I mean, factory? you're trying, but you're not doing very well. Was it set under the sea with a singing yes, it lobster? Was, it was set under the sea and Michael Myers was Ursula. He had gills. Yeah. No, she doesn't have gills. Terror has evolved. Now it has gills. <laughs> that was the tagline. <laughs> you thought he was terrifying before. Why won't you watch horror movies with me? I, we've talked about this, I would say, too many times. That's what I said to you. I don't know what that noise was. I don't know what that noise was. Anyway, so for our special anniversary episode. We keep wanting to do a <laughs> play on... Anniversary, yeah. We keep wanting to do the Friends thing. Sure. Um, 
We're going to do questions, questions, this like is, we've done before. This is fast becoming a yearly tradition for us. I like it, though. It's fun. You can get to know us a little bit better. We can have a fun, yeah, relaxed episode. There's a couple of, like, what's your favorite, but there's mostly not questions oh, like that. Oh, that's the other thing. Last year, I picked the questions. Oh, yeah, I picked the questions. This well. year, I have allowed Samantha... I have deigned to grant her permission. Not only has she picked all the questions, but I haven't even seen them. So yeah, you haven't. I expect to be ambushed with some real doozies. Okay, since we just mentioned Halloween and also watching movies, I have a couple of movie questions, and so okay. I'm going to ask those first. Okay, diving straight in. Okay. I'm 10 centimeters dilated. What would you, Do we have, like, a movie... You know how, like, couples have a song? Okay. Is there a movie that's, like, special to us in any way? <clears throat> okay. Do you want to answer while I think? No, you... I want you to answer. Okay. You put me on the spot now. Especially because this has the further implications of, if you don't know, <laughs> that reflects badly on, on our status as a couple and you as a boyfriend. This is yeah. what I'm talking about, about being ambushed, listeners. I've signed up to be... Tarred and feathered for my yeah, my lack of lovey dovey. This is knowledge. all you st- stalling while you. It is stalling. I can see your little brain. <laughs> I'm trying to. Think. I can't see your brain. That would be weird. I just have a. If I, the top of our skulls <laughs> were just glass. Oh, that would be so like a, cool. Would it? You know how sometimes you, or you probably don't know this, but I really like because I'm dumb n- and uneducated. Well, that too, but mostly because you're not into PC gaming, the subculture. But I really like when people have, you know, big computer towers where it's all glass and you can see the innards. Isn't the front of yours clear? No, the side side of of my... I also really like watches where it's clear and you can see the clockwork innards. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. But I don't know about seeing people's brains. That's not... I kind of want to. Okay, no more stalling. Uh, uh, do we have a movie? I don't know. I think that I think that we don't. It's not like oh yeah, of course we have a movie. However, I think there have been movies okay that are have, were kind of sort of special to us in a way, okay. and they're not they're not obvious. Are you subtle. Such old movies. You're doing the cutest little face expression. <laughs> <laughs> okay, feel free to offer one up for the class. This is show and tell after all. I'll give you, do you want me to give you the more obvious one or the less obvious one? The, give me the more obvious one and hopefully I'll get the less obvious one. Oh. Okay. Okay, you want the more obvious because one? Because then I want the challenge of trying. Okay, okay, the more obvious one is you've got mail. Ah, that's that's interesting. Because I'll tell you why. Okay. Or do you know why? I don't want you to tell me why you think. I don't like how this has evolved. Because you haven't given me anything so far. <laughs> well, we love that film. Yeah. To begin with. I mean, how can you not? How Tom you Hanks, not? Meg Ryan, At New York peak. City. It's just... In autumn. It's a glorious love story. Yeah. It's charming. It's witty. But why is their particular love story important to us, do you think? Because we met online. Yeah. Of course. And 
When did we watch it? We watched it recently. No, but when did we first watch it? I'm not... Don't... Don't don't put me on trial here. I'm Come not... on, you can remember this. When we first watched it, where were we? Uh, in the Tom Hanks typewriter appreciation club. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, you failed. This. I would. I've been put on the spot. You and have I... to get the other movie in a minute. Oh god. Okay, so we watched it during the summer of love, <laughs> which is the first summer that we were together. Okay. I spent three weeks at your house and I didn't leave. Yeah. So we basically lived together <laughs> for three weeks while you studied for your exams. Oh, yeah. And one night when you take, took a break, we watched You've Got Mail. Oh, wow. Do you remember this I, now? I have to be completely honest. In your honest. sister's room because we had kind of made your sister's old room into our room. Yeah, we'd put two beds in there. Yeah. I don't. Because your got room a, was like a fucking. My room was a box. A hole. It was like what they put prisoners in to for solitary <laughs> confinement. But that was my whole childhood. It was tiny. Yeah. Oh. I was just sitting there bouncing a ball against the wall, <laughs> <laughs> like in fucking Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I I have to be honest with you. I don't remember that first time. Oh, that makes me sad. I'm sorry. It's you know okay. I have a bad memory. It's, it's not okay. a reflection on how much we I did love watch you. it. Re- oh. Because I love you infinitely. Oh. I do remember us watching it recently. Yeah, you we know did. Why? We tried to watch it recently. It was one of those moments where you hate when I do this. I'll pull up Netflix or <sighs> the Amazon so video annoying. streaming service, and I'll just scroll through the videos he forever. Spends, he he doesn't want to waste his time with things he doesn't want to really watch, but then he spends an hour scrolling through stuff, and I'm like, we could have watched half a movie by now. <laughs> So I just grabbed it and was like, "You've got mail." Yeah, and I put it on, and we ended up watching nearly all of it. Because we, were, my thing Did was, we watch all of it? I we think we watched all of it. All of it yeah. yeah, it was one of those things where I just wanted to watch ten minutes to get the flavor of it yeah. and the feeling. But then once you get into you it, you got it. You just got it. Tom Hanks with his big dog and his oh. and his love affair. Have you seen Turner and Hooch? No, you've asked me this many so times. Good. It's because you're fucking too young. You're a baby. Um, okay, so what's the second movie now, that I'm thinking of? Now that you mention it, is it... Uh, One. I'll give you a clue. Shall I give you yeah. a clue? We quote it sometimes. That's not enough. I know, because we do quote several movies. Yeah. But we quote it... We quote it. I don't know. Is it like, a romantic film? Um, yes and no. That doesn't help. <laughs> There's a romance in it. Oh, gosh. What were you just thinking of when you were like, is it... I was going to say American Pie. We've never watched that together. Cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having this mistake on record. Okay, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. Okay. No, because as soon as I give you that clue, you'll know what it is. Um, I, I can't really give you any clues. I could say when we watched it. And yeah. That might, we were in our, our first house. Okay. On the bed. <laughs> We've got multiple properties. Yeah. In our first house, on the bed, watching it on my original Bertie laptop. The little blue one that died. <laughs> little Bertie. R.I.P. We watched it after sex. Sure. That's the best time. And there's a movie. scene in the movie where the two two of the characters have sex and then they have a conversation 
that we quote sometimes. I don't. I can't believe you. I'm You're so s- failing at this. <laughs> I'm not good. Am when I I'm- the only one in this relationship? <gasps> My heart has been broken into a, a million little pieces. I'm not good when I'm put on the spot. I've got to tell you. That's why I always in school. I always preferred when you could you could write an essay at your own pace at <sighs> home rather than having to sit down for an exam. Foods that start with the letter Q. <sighs> I can't believe I didn't. I'm so mad at myself. I'm so mad at myself. I love White Men Can't Jump. I love that film so much. Billy, I want to screw Billy. Fools that start with the letter Q. Quince. Quinoa. I don't want you to get me a glass of water. I want you to want to get me a glass of water. Yeah, that film. That film's so good. So good. I'm. I. Trust me, I'm beating myself up enough for the both of us. Mm. I can't believe I didn't get that. That, I will say, You've Got Mail is a kind of weird film. I can see why you would say it's our film, and that is true in a sense. But White Men Can't Jump is like our film. Yeah. I remember. Because we remember, quote that. Yes. Yeah. I remember us watching that several times. Yeah. Okay, speaking of quotes... What movies do you quote on a regular basis? So we quote What Men Can't Jump, yeah. all the quotes that we just said. Um, while you think of some, okay, I used to, when I was a teenager, I used to quote Scream. And you might be thinking, what can you be quoting from Scream that's sure. like normal? that you Blood-curdling Scream. <laughs> that you can drop into cash conversation. And um, one was... My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. And that's not, not an obvious right. film quote, but it's from the scene where um, they're like, have you ever seen Scream? No. <sighs> if I have seen it, I was young and I don't remember. The two killers and Sydney are in the kitchen and they're like slicing each other. And spoilers. Like, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> for like a 25-year-old yeah. film. Also, and, um, spoilers for Citizen Kane. He doesn't make it in the end. Yeah, and Stu is getting all fucked up and he's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. And there's like blood everywhere. And another one is... Um, when would you quote... What would be a situation where you quote that? I'd just be with my friends and we'd just be messing about. And then I'd say... Because I used to go to this place I wasn't allowed to go. And so I would always like mess around and be like, I'm going to get caught. That sounds really bad. It was North Korea. I snuck in. <laughs> I was documenting it for Vice. Um, and this guy who we used to hang around with, who was actually going out with my friend, I like was like I loved him. I had such a big crush on him, and he would always quote Scream too. So we would quote it together, which sounds so fucking nerdy. And um, and so the quote was um. The character com- compares Sydney's mom to Sharon Stone, and then he's like, he's holding the gun, and he's like, "Cause let's face it, Sydney, your mom was no Sharon Stone." And we used to always right. like do that. That's so fucking nerdy, <laughs> but we used to do. Listeners, that. you missed out on just the best little acting out <laughs> of that quote. Made me wish we were a video podcast. Another one was Liver Alone. <laughs> What does that mean? They're talking about, at the beginning of the movie, they're talking about how one of the classmates has been killed. And they're like, I heard that he mailed the liver or something to the to the parents. <laughs> right. And he was like, liver alone. Get it? Liver alone. Like, sure. it's like just a little one. And then one that I say to this day 
you've heard me say, so okay. you remember fuck rag. Yeah. That's from Scream. Right. Um he's like, it's called tact, you fuck rag. It's like sure. Yeah. So I quote that to this day, which I think is Interesting. kind of funny. Um have you thought of any yet? I can't I will say that the movie I probably quote most is The Matrix. Yeah, you do. I can pretty much quote every line of that movie, having watched it 10 gazillion times as a kid. Say the couple that you quote quite often. It's weird. They're very situational. You, you'd, I could say quotes, but they don't make sense unless it's in the, in the right context. You always... Um, what's that one? Is it... Is it... She's saying it to Neil or... Is it Get Up Neo or is it Get Up Trinity? I sometimes say that to yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. There's, wow, you did good prompting me I there. I did. Good I job. I didn't even write that down. I remembered it because right. you do it all the yeah. time. The, the scene where Trinity is being chased on the rooftops by the normal police officers and then there's an agent as well. They're running over these rooftops. She jumps over this giant gap between buildings and then she kind of dives and makes her like narrows her body into almost like a little javelin and bursts through this tiny little window on a house, rolls down the stairs inside. And as soon as her back hits the floor at the bottom of the stairs, she instantly whips out her pistols and aims them at the the window she just came through, waiting for the agent to come. A couple of seconds go go by and it's super tense. And then she's like, she knows that he's not coming through that window, but she can't make herself get up. So she says, get up, Trinity, get up, get up. And then she makes herself get up. And sometimes when I'm just lazy and yeah. I'm on the couch. And you're you're trying to make yourself get up yeah. to make tea or whatever, you're like... I'm just like, get up, Trinity, get you up. You do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nerdy. I can't believe that I submitted that. There's just a lot of... I feel like The Matrix is just a very quotable movie. It's actionable as well. Like, we do that yes. sometimes. You're doing... The the beckoning gesture that Morpheus does during the sparring scene yeah. with his open hand where he he beckons That's like near on. Well the other the other thing I sometimes say sometimes just in my mind, <laughs> like when I'm playing video games <laughs> one of my it's not really a quote in that it's very simple, but one of my favorite moments in the the first Matrix film towards the end of the film when Neo and Trinity are going to rescue Morpheus, they're on top of this building and they're fighting and an agent comes along and he opens fire at Neo. And this is the first time Neo realizes he can dodge, he can go into the bullet time and dodge the way that the agents do where he whips his body mm. around and, and evades the bullet. famous. Yeah, yeah. Like... But one, like one or two of them clip him as he's going down. And so... He lands on the ground and he's been he's been, you know, grazed by a couple of bullets and the agent is standing over over him. And just just before that happens, he he shouts out, Trinity, help. Oh. And then when he's down on the ground and the agent is coming up to him, the agent says, Only human. And then Trinity is standing behind him with her pistol to his head. You're doing the cutest yeah. little like <laughs> Hand as gun, like finger gun thing. And she says, dodge this. 
And then she just shoots him in the head and the agent can't So duck. when you're playing video games yeah. and you're like trying to like... If there's if I'm finding an enemy that is really fast moving and I've been, you know, emptying magazines at it the whole time and I just can't get it. And then I finally get up close and I pull out a shotgun. You're like, dodge this. I'm like, dodge this. <laughs> and I just blow it away. Another obvious Matrix one is the glitch in the Matrix and the sure. cat. Deja vu. Yeah, we sometimes... That comes up sometimes. Um... So, yeah, other movie ones that I I used to say, and your little dog too, to you when we first yes, met. Yes, I've. Because you have a dog. <laughs> You've said that so many times to me. And that's from The Wizard of Oz. Isn't that I'll get you and your little dog too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, I, I would always just say something and then I'd be like, and your little dog too. Yeah, at the end. that's super cute. One. Obviously, have to mention Twilight because if you've been listening to any of these podcasts, it always comes up. There's a. Um, Quote from Twilight where Edward says, you are my life now, to Bella. Right. And that is something I say, but I say it for like donuts. You are my <laughs> life now. Or like, you know. This is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. You say it about anything that you're interested in that day. Right. This is my life now. You are my life now. And so I say that all the time. Um, yeah, that's probably... I'm sure there are more movies that we quote. And if we're talking about quoting things, I always quote Friends, but we won't get into that because that's like a mage. I would say Friends is actually the thing that we quote the most. The most, In fact, we quote... It's so quotable. We quoted just yesterday. We basically (laughs) quote it every single day. We do. And yesterday, one of my favourite Friends quotes that makes... (laughs) That will make me laugh when I'm 95 years old. (laughs) And I was saying to you... I think Joey is the most he quotable is. character. Him and Ross are the most quotable. You think it's going to be Chandler, yeah. but it's not. One of my favorite Joey jokes is when he says, it's a moo point. <laughs> it's like a cow's opinion. It doesn't it's matter. <laughs> it's moo. And he does the hand thing. It's moo. <laughs> and then moo. I think Rachel says something along the lines of, it's weird, but that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it so does make sense it in a weird way. With Joey logic. It, it is Joey logic. Um... Some quotable ones from Ross is, um, they're so simple. Some of them don't even sound like they quote some things. When he's like, I'm fine. When he's doing the um, margaritas and stuff. Yeah. When, um, when he's losing his mind. And he's like, what is it? I'm gonna not going to remember now. But um, is it when he's spelling out a word and he's like, and W is for, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember what he's saying at that it's time. It's funny though. how, like, you can't get to them, but they come out so naturally in day-to-day life. The thing is, because my dad was such a gigantic Friends fan, he used to say things to me all the time that I didn't realise were Friends yeah. quotes until I got older and I marathoned Friends a million times. I can't believe me and your dad haven't talked about Friends. I know. I mean, we need to. I would like... Maybe we should lend him that book. Oh, yeah, I got you a friend's book <laughs> you recently. Did, yeah, it was really good. Do you want to name drop it? It's called I'll Be There For You. It's like a new book about friends, and it kind of talks about, like, the writers, how they came, like, them coming up with friends. It talks about um, each of the actors individually, like, kind of how they got cast. Um, it's, like, super... It's really good. ...in-depth, nerdy, behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, it is. But it doesn't necessarily go over the things that you might think yeah. it go over might think it goes over but yeah it was really good and i read it in two days um yeah i really enjoyed it and you just came home with it one day and i was like yeah he 
knows me. He totally knows me. Um, yeah, one of the things that my dad used to say all the time, which I didn't realize was a Jerry quote until much later, he would do. My dad would do something like good, and then he would tap his head and say, "Not just a hat rack." Yeah, and I know people do say that, but because Joey said yeah. it, it was a Joey thing when your dad said it. So that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. It's weird how it sometimes it can happen like that where someone says something often and you can kind of tell it might be a catchphrase or or a quote from something but you don't find out what it is until years and years later mm. and then it kind of transform retroactively transforms those moments for you because yeah. they were quoting this thing in particular i love it when you can quote something as well or you can reference something and you just drop it and you just let it sit and you don't even have to like yeah. especially with me and you we don't have to explain what it is um, I've got you know, one- I just want to say, uh, I feel like I could quote so many things from the Matrix. One, this is not a very quotable one, although I feel like I did quote it to you once in a in a proper context. Another one I really enjoy is when Neo has been woken up and he's on the um, Nebuchadnezzar, and they're implanting all the training information into his brain, all the martial arts training, and he's looking at the screen as the the little pictures go past and the names of different martial arts and then he just looks at the operator and says jujitsu i'm going to learn jujitsu you do say that I, a lot actually I, I sometimes just say that you know and i just thought another twilight thing that i um quote sometimes when um bella runs in and she's like they're not bears they're wolves they're real wolves and then later on charlie and harry go out to hunt them and um she's all worried because she knows they're wolves and harry's not worried at all because he knows that they're friendly wolves and he's like don't worry bella my kung fu is strong and i used to quote that sometimes as well it's cute i've got one more movie question and it is you know how we sometimes talk about we're like we're watching something and we're like such and such plays the same person every time yes um <clears throat> I'm looking at the- you, Seth Rogen. <laughs> You're literally playing yourself in every single movie. How have you made a career doing this? Uh, to an extent, Tom Cruise as well. He's just action yeah. guy in everything. He did some movies early on where he every now and then he gives you like a like a um, <clears throat> curveball, like that one most recently that we watched where he flies the planes. American made, yeah, something, something like, like that. that, where he's like a drug smuggler. Yeah, but for the most part, he is just action guy doing all his own stunts, hanging off side of buildings and shit. He's like charming, likable, clearly very fake. Yeah, like you know, lovable action star. So, what are some actors that are always different? Interesting. That's very interesting. I would say Guy Pierce is always oh, different. Yes. He shows up in the most weird shit. Yes. Sometimes he does. he's in Prometheus as like an as old man. He's the old, old yeah. man who's like 159 years Sometimes old. Sometimes you can't even tell it's him. But then in flashbacks, he's also the young version yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. And they did some promo videos for that to to hype that film where they were it's not set in the timeline of the film where he's playing the character in them. Oh, it was so good. So good. Um, you name one. Okay, someone who's all someone who's a real versatile chameleon. Um, that's a good question. 
I wanna I wanna say Philip Seymour Hoffman to pretend that I've seen a lot of Philip Seymour Hoffman films because <laughs> I hear that he's a really good actor and he's very he really adapts he's like a true character actor where he he really like you know immerses himself in it obviously the I mean the one that's almost too obvious to say is Daniel Day-Lewis yeah but I haven't really seen any Daniel Day-Lewis movies so I can't say him he's so good in Gangs of New York yeah I haven't he's even seen that he's so good it's disturbing I would say Leonardo DiCaprio. Because even though okay. you know he's Leonardo DiCaprio and he doesn't like completely disappear, think of like him in Titanic or Romeo and Juliet and then think of him in, in Django Unchained. Yeah, okay. That's and, true. And stuff like that. So I think he is someone that can disappear if he chooses to. That's true. I also think Jake Gyllenhaal is a disappearer because yes yeah nightcrawler not yes is so fucking good and prisoners is that what it's yes, called where he plays true. a cop he has like a neck tattoo and he's got like this twitchy like oh yeah he does have that weird tick that he yeah, does and he like added that that oh, was like some good shit. i like when you hear that behind the scenes trivia of yeah i wanted to give this extra yeah, wrinkle yeah, yeah. or nuance to the character so can we name any women you I know just realised we didn't you know, name any women. It made me innocent. I'm not sure that she's, you know, renowned as a career-long chameleon. But do you remember when we saw that trailer for Destroyer the other day? <gasps> Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman looks insane in that she film. Does look it insane. looks so good. I would say she does disappear into her roles because just thinking, she was in a great autumn Halloween movie. Do tell. Practical Magic. I haven't seen it. And um. When you think of her in stuff like that, and then you think of, like, she was in Top of the Hill, which was, like... Haven't even heard of it. A BBC America show, um, and she she plays Austra- an Australian woman in that as well. Right. And she's, like, completely different. Um, like a tri-national... She was really good in Big Little Lies. <laughs> Cooperation. I haven't seen that either. I feel like really I've seen good. almost nothing that Nicole Kidman's yeah, been in. Yeah, she's not really in the type of movies that you would see, although I'm sure you will watch Destroyer. Oh, it looks... It's a different type yes. of movie. It just... I really do love when... Especially, the again, the one that's almost too obvious to say is Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm. Before that, in things like A Knight's Tale, um, what's the... What's the other... Ten Rings I Hate About You. Yes. Where he's kind of playing this charming, like, you know, carefree. Like, he's just... He's kind of playing the same type of role because he's like this handsome leading man who's got a lot of charisma. And then for him to take an insanely abrupt, completely divergent right turn and play this, you know, psychotic, murderous villain... It w- I think he definitely would yeah. have been like a wacky phoenix had he been alive still. Sure. Someone who can just kind of do anything, which is weird since wacky phoenix is now doing the Joker. Yeah. Um, I'm totally going to watch that, by the way. Yeah, of course. But I really enjoy when actors that you feel like you have a handle on what they are. This kind of happened to Jake Gyllenhaal a little bit. And you know who else it happened to? Um, Matthew McConaughey. What happened? Where you felt like you understood what they were and what they were going to do throughout their career. 
because Matthew McConaughey was always playing the same type of role. He was a rom-com yes. guy for the longest time. And then you see him in True Detective and yeah. you're like, holy fuck, this guy can act his balls off. But now he's kind of the same guy and everything. Yeah. He's done a string of movies since then where he's just like this weird kind of southern dude, which is what he is. He is a kind of weird southern dude. That's such a perfect description of, of the Of roles. all the characters he's played since then. Yeah. Um, you know what's very... True Detective and Dallas Buyers Club. Yes. He was like yes. fucking crazy good. You know what's very intriguing to me, going back to, to female actors? I, I read recent... Did you read also the thing about Tilda Swinton playing oh, the old man? yeah. I saw a picture of her in the makeup, and it's... It's crazy. It's just preposterous. Yeah. I mean, I did say when I watched the trailer, I think that's a person, a man. I thought, I think that's oh, a man did? with prosthetics or, oh. like, old person makeup. So you were close. Because it had that bad grandpa vibe right. of, like, I can tell you're not really an old person. But I didn't know it was going to be Tilda Swinton. Right. Um, I also think Kate Blanchett, she plays crazy different... I mean... Let's not talk about her in Ocean's 8 because she just played Kate, like, <laughs> Kate Blanchett and didn't have anything to do with yeah. the movie. But when you think of all the other roles she's done, um, yeah, we could go on forever about that. But well, I feel like I can't think of any Kate Blanchett films. Just give me one. She was in Lord of the Rings. Oh, was the, the she's Elfin... She's like the older elfin, elfin woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's good in that. Yeah, she's also in The Avengers as um, Thor's sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's pretty good in that as well. Yeah, so she shows up in, like, crazy stuff. Who's the guy who plays Aragorn? Tilda Swinton was in um, Doctor Strange. She plays, like, the monk. Oh, yeah, the shaved head yeah. mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, who's the guy who plays Aragorn in Lord of the Rings? Oh, he's really good. Yeah. Viggo Mortensen. He's one of those guys... A bit like Daniel Day-Lewis, where he, he rarely is. does films, but when you when you see him in something, you're like, oh, he's going to have gone just How different immersed. does he look in that um, new film? The one where he's driving the guy across the country? Yeah, Mahershala Ali. He, that he yeah. looks... He, Mahershala Ali's going to be in the new de- True Detective, by the way. But um, yeah, Viggo Mortensen looks so different in that movie, and he's playing like a character that I haven't seen him play before. But... um. Yeah, there's some... There's so many. Someone who always plays the same, but is really good at it, is Denzel. Yes. He always plays Denzel. He's like Tom Hanks in that you just want him to play that same character yeah, over and over Yeah, because he's so good again. at it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Oh my God, how good was that impression of that guy? In Game Night? Yeah. That was so funny. It's the guy from um, New Girl who plays yeah. Winston. He does <laughs> such a good impression of Denzel. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know who's done a lot of different roles and you, it doesn't instantly spring to mind but because I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for it. And he's also kind of faded from the spotlight now a bit. Who? Forrest Whitaker. I feel like he plays very uh, different characters. Yeah, he does because it, he's borderline for me. As in, he's the same but not. Yeah. I Maybe th- like a Leo. How like he's different enough. Yeah. But I, he's got that thing about him that makes him Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, it's like he can't shake that Forrest Whitaker-ness, but he can put a lot on top of it, mm. which is a bit like Leo. Leo never shakes that 
Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's got those yeah. things that, that make the, the things that you pull out of the bag when you're acting. Yeah. But that, yeah. Okay, we could name yeah. <laughs> millions. That's it. Just for make me want to watch films. I okay? know. That's it for movies. Okay. I feel like I just briefly. This might be a weird thing, and I feel like maybe a lot of people have this too, and it's just, it's not as weird as I'm making out it in my head. But Samantha and I love to watch trailers. We watch trailers all yeah, the time. Yeah, we do. Well, there's so many. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, there's so many. It annoys me that watching a trailer when you know you are going to watch the movie, that they put so much yeah, of the of movie course, in. of course. I think the reason why we, we like watching them is because usually we don't actually watch the movie. We just watch <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> you just get like a little taste of the movie and then you go on with your day. Yeah, we will sit and watch like 15 trailers yeah. and just, you know. And sometimes we'll watch a trailer where at the end of it, you'll be like, what did you think? Because you're always trying to find films that you can yeah, get me to watch. And I'll say, that looked really good. And then you'll say, are you going to watch it? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> that film looked depressing as hell. He does do that. He doesn't like watching sad movies. No. He, You know what he likes? And it's weird because Ryan is a smart, intelligent, funny, thoughtful, kind person. Okay. But his favourite movies are action movies. You're, like you're making a disgusted, squinted up well, face, like scrunched up. You like movies that don't have a lot of substance. I resent this you tremendously. Watched, I mean, obviously you've got Matrix, which is a different... That's While that is to some people that aren't interested, it's an action movie. It's not. It's way much sure. more. But, yeah. My other favourite films are just, like, you know, Die Hard, which I, is yeah, not... I think it's because you're yeah. not... You're not really into the visual as much as me. You you're into like video games in terms of visual, but I love <clears throat> movies. <clears throat> I love movies and I love TV shows, right. and so I have a very eclectic taste. That's true. I like all different genres, um, and so I'm always trying to get him to watch like weird movies with me on thrillers. I love thrillers or like. Obviously, it's fine if the thriller's like an action movie, I can get you to watch it. But if it's like a psychological thriller that's like fucked up, you won't watch it. And I love watching sad movies and you don't want to watch them. I just don't. I, I get very affected by movies and I don't want to be bummed. Me too. But I don't want to be bummed out for the yeah. rest of the day. Well, it doesn't bum me out for the rest of the day. It bums me out for that two hours and then I'm fine. But you also have that weird dimension to you where, say, for example, right now you're re-watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> And I'm sometimes watching episodes with you. Because that show, I will admit... It's watchable. It's very watchable. It's quite good for what it is. It's very formulaic and it's very genre TV. But it's it's very watchable. But like I've said to you in the past, that show is your cry porn. It is my cry porn. I cry almost every episode. And I love it. It's I like a catharsis it. for you. It is. You want to get those tears out for this fictional situation it's almost like it you know it's like resetting you yeah. whereas for me i think about it for the rest of the day and it affects my mood and i don't yeah you know that's why i watch i watch sad films sparingly because you've got to you've got to watch them because you've got to have variety but at the same time i know i'm going to pay a cost for it in terms of my yeah. my mood for the rest of the day i mean it does obviously affect me but I'm a person who can, like, I can move past it. I'm one of the people where me and my mum will have an argument and five minutes later we're fine. Yeah. Whereas, like, you're 
a person where you'll have an argument and you'll be bummed out for the rest of the day. I'm just not like that. Um, However, I do get sometimes affected by things for days. Like, for instance, that movie I watched, Wind River. Oh, yeah. That fucked me up for days. Are you flanking me? Are you flanking me? That That was such a good scene. But that fucked me up for days. That horrible scene that if anyone's watched it, Spoilers. they know what I mean. I'm not going to even describe oh, okay. it. Because I had to skip a couple of seconds because I couldn't handle it on the Eurostar from Paris when I fucking <laughs> to, chose to watch it for some Listen reason. to our Paris episode if you want to yeah, hear more about know. that anecdote. Um, but yeah, so that's it about movies um, and TV. Let's Let's see if you can succeed... Oh, and some of the um are these all going to be test questions no they're not i feel like i'm being interrogated what's your favorite memory of when we first met not from like when we first met the day but like when we first got together those first few months yeah. or whatever what's your favorite memory okay. one of them could have been when we watched you've got mail but you forgot <laughs> about that <laughs> i'm gonna pay for that later listeners <laughs> When I'm asleep, you're just going to jab me in the leg with like a drawing pin. Pretty much. Over and over and over. Yeah. And then I'll wake up and I'll be like, this is weird. I've got all these pinpricks of blood. It was the mouse. <laughs> it was the mouse, Ryan. He's Don't you remember? He's a mouse and he came out to suck your blood. I'm being gaslighted by yeah, my love. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know that I have like a specific favorite memory, but I can say some general things that I really enjoyed. Okay. I really enjoyed, which is weird now because I oppositely really enjoy having a big double bed and being able to like mm. splay out and you know stretch my arms but when i had the single bed yeah, in my old room yeah. us taking naps on the single bed and because it was so small we had to be you wrapped know, around each other in an embrace yeah and just waking up with you in my arms and like sometimes you're still being asleep and just seeing your cute little, your little taking breaths and your little eyelids fluttering when you're having a dream. That, you know. He brought it back around, guys. Smelling your he hair. He brought it back around. Aww. All that lovey-dovey romantic stuff. We sometimes say now, like, when we're, like, cuddling on the bed, we're like, can you believe we, like, yeah. slept in the single bed for, like, three weeks? <laughs> it was... It was something. It's an interesting experience. Yeah. Because you wake up. Especially if it's not in... It was summer as well. Yeah. If it's not in the dead of winter, you wake up very hot and sweaty and overheated. I think those are the only times I have fallen asleep. You know how, like, in movies when they they have sex and then they fall asleep? Right. That's not realistic. Sure. I'm someone who likes to go and get in the shower, so I don't fall asleep straight after sex. But I think when we were, like, living in that room on that single bed... I did fall asleep after sex like several times. I think that's the only time that's ever happened. Sure. Because of that cozy single bed that yeah. we were like, <laughs> you know, living on basically. Um, I just want to, <laughs> this is just a tiny, tiny, funny anecdote. But the first time you came over, if you remember. Yeah. This is, just, again, this is so minute, but it's just, it's just, I think it's just so cute. And also, looking back, kind of, I just wish, you'll see. Okay. (laughs) Do you remember when you were were hungry and wanted a snack, and I offered to, did did I toast you a bagel? Yeah. 
All he had to <laughs> offer me was like bagels, and I don't like bagels. They didn't even have bread, so yeah. I couldn't even have like toast. And but you didn't did... tell me that you didn't like bagels. no, and I I like ate the edges of it like I. <laughs> Instead of just saying to me, I don't like this, you were just like, oh, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah it was not good. And now I feel bad about that because... Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't feed me in the beginning of our relationship. Sure, what I mean, a weird thing to say. sometimes, because like, we had a tradition of always getting pizza, so you yeah. fed me like in that sense. But there were some times when I came over, and unless I said to you, I'm hungry, can we eat? We just didn't eat for like lots of hours. Yeah. Um, and so I had to start saying, like, you know, <laughs> when I would just come over for the day or two, we'd always get pizza. But when I lived there for three weeks, I, I had to prompt you a lot to be like, I'm hungry now. Sure. I'm hungry now. Because you, you, especially then, you you weren't really a meal person. You would just eat snacks all the time. Like, you would just <laughs> eat like a pie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hearty, filling. So many times when we first met, we'd be Skyping and you'd be like, I'm going to go and put a pie in the oven. <laughs> and for anyone that's from like America or wherever where you're not thinking of the same type of pie. You're thinking of an apple pie. I'm thinking, I'm talking about a meat like pie. Like a steak pie. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I don't even really like pies that much. <laughs> I haven't had a pie in like several years. It's not even like a favorite food. And you would just have food. this plate and it would just be a pie and you'd have an oven and fork and you'd be like, I'll be back in a minute. Or sometimes you'd eat the pie yeah. like while we were Skyping. And I just found it so funny. But um, but yeah, you know, talking of Skyping, yeah, I'm gonna say this, and you may not want me to keep it in. Okay. So you've got carte blanche to tell me if you want me to take it out if you think it's too weird. Okay. But do you remember telling me that you really liked my forearms and wanted me to show you my forearms on camera? This is gonna be a litmus <laughs> test for how much we can share. I do. Re- how how much can we overshare to the listener? How much TMI can we give them? Look, I think this was in the first week we met online and we quickly went from messaging, like, because we met on OkCupid, so we quickly went from messaging on OkCupid to Skyping. You were just like, the second night or whatever, or third night, you were just like, do you want to Skype? And then from then, we basically Skyped all night long. And then we would sleep in the day, wake up, and then Skype. <laughs> and because I hadn't seen you in person yet, we were all very like, we were like awkward. We were acting like awkward teenagers. Like, you know, I would, yeah, I don't want to get into it. But one time I was like, you have nice forearms or something weird. Like, and I was like, thanks. I grew them myself. Look, this is like, oh, my tummy is a minute. This is like a thing that, like, some women like like they like hands and like arms it's like a thing sure so i'm not like some weirdo who just like has a <laughs> forearm fetish well well now that you mentioned well, it <laughs> we need to well i need to pay real bad okay we've only covered like two or three That's questions are we okay episode. to go long yeah good i think i need to pee as well me me first me me first yeah that's right let's save this <laughs> Just that's not off, is it? No, it's just the screen's broke. Oh, it's still recording. So we just took a little pee slash snack chocolate, break. Chocolate break. Yeah. We're both definitely chocolated up. 
Loafing? I don't think so. Have we been... You can coin it. Chocolatiered? We're not chocolatiers, no. No, that's true. <clears throat> I saw a gif the other day on um, Reddit where these chocolatiers or chocolatiers or however you say it, they carved like a Roman statue out of solid chocolate, Whoa. including like a a full bow and arrows and um, this kind of scaled armor. Wow. It was insanely elaborate. When you see how they just take a giant block, it's almost like you're you're carving, yeah, you're sculpting something. something out of marble. Yeah. It's very strange. And one of the things I kept thinking was, as he's, you know, chiseling bits of chocolate away and it's just falling on the floor, I was just thinking, what a waste. I know. Why isn't it falling into, like, a mouth. bowls or something? <laughs> and then that way you can just melt it back down and, like, make more Can we chocolate? volunteer to just be lying on the workshop floor <laughs> with our mouths open? <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch the the you know did you ever go to cabri world when you were little no but i wanted to <clears throat> cabri's for people who aren't english or british sorry how is it americans say it cadbury <laughs> um cadbury's is a <clears throat> the best make of chocolate basically here in in the uk it's the best <clears throat> common make of chocolate yeah it's before a chocolatier yeah it's it, the best if you're not going to buy fancy <clears throat> boutique yeah. chocolate in a you know a gift box it if you're just going to buy a normal candy bar yeah you're probably going to want to go with Cadbury's. Cadbury's. there's two main one Cadbury's and nestle basically and Cadbury's is the best um in our humble opinion yeah and they have a cadbury world which is where they make the chocolate and you can go there like usually people go there on like school trips um and they have at some point like a cute little you sit on like a cute little train and it takes you around and it shows you them making the chocolate and you also walk through a bit when they make chocolate and every little chocolate stop they give you a little cup of warm melted chocolate oh my God. that they have just made and so you're walking around <laughs> drink, basically drinking chocolate sure and then when you get to the end you get chocolate <laughs> and then you you come out into the chocolate shop as well so now you want even more chocolate and then you get put into a vat of boiling chocolate yeah. and you become part <laughs> of the chocolate <laughs> that's the logical end point for this insane journey through gluttony and candy it's it's so for i never went as like my mom my, my mom never took me it was always as a school thing sure and, your school funnily, took you to cadbury's and funnily world? enough it was high school when i went oh usually my God. i feel like it's junior school when you go but it was high school when i went was your school sponsored by big cadbury's <laughs> it was like a week of trips i i, I don't it was in my part-time school as well i'm like how did they afford this did like 10 students at your school died and then well, to there like... was only 10 people in my class in the part-time school oh, and so that's probably yeah. why but um i was gonna say because like if yeah. there had been a death, they would have <laughs> just taken you to nice places yeah. to keep your, you know, did your you sanity know, intact. Did you know Cadbury World is in Birmingham? I did not know it's that. It's not even in, like, where you might think, like, a London or a, you know, whatever. Um, and there's always that one kid at the end when you get to the shop who's like, where's the Kit Kats? Where's the Kit Kats, lol? Like, because obviously... You have Kit such Kat anger towards this <laughs> this sad, Kit unfortunate jokester. No, because Kit Kats are nest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I it's a different brand. I promise you, the joke was as one-dimensional as, <laughs> oh, okay. as it gets. When I was there, sure. people were thinking, why do we care about this Cadbury story? But <clears throat> a class of Americans were there, like 
And I don't even, I say class, there were like 50 of them, of them, like they're like right. aliens. Um, <laughs> and they decided to just congregate in like next to the shop in like the big main part of Cabri World. I guess they were like a choir school or like an a cappella school or something. And they just started singing. Oh man. And they put on, it was very American. I can imagine. It, and I was like in awe, but most kids were like, mm, stupid. Like, but I was like, whoa, this is fucking cool. You've always been um, an appreciator of the fine arts. I have, yeah. The um, vocal uh, arts, if you will. I love melted chocolate. <laughs> that That's <laughs> apropos of nothing. Yeah, well, you know when you make Rice Krispie treats oh, and you melt yeah. the chocolate and then you cover the Rice Krispie, I always just lick And then the you lick the whisk the and the bowl. <sighs> and sometimes if it drops on the floor... No. You lick the dusty floor. What is wrong with you? What I was going to say I do was... Have a dusty floor. I don't dust. Yeah, that's true. That makes it sound really bad. It's not. Okay, forget it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not going to defend my, my housekeeping I listener. don't like dusting. <laughs> I was going to say, for my snack that we just had, oh, yeah. I had one of those... I don't even know how to describe them. That the brand is Nature Valley. Why are you telling people this? Because it'll get it'll go I, somewhere. Don't worry. Okay. Trust in me. If you say so. Trust. I roll. You're not good at eye rolls. I'm not. Good as at we know. Rolls, as we know. I've tried to teach you many times how to roll your eyes. I look and you cannot get it. I you do a little bit. <laughs> and just a little bit. And I say this out of love. A little, a little bit of insanity is attractive in a woman. One time we spent like an hour trying to get me to do an eye roll when I was trying to do yeah. a, a gif of me eye rolling wasn't good wasn't the best okay continue yeah so I had one of these nature valley bars it's you know oats and dark chocolate it's kind of a bit like a granola bar but with chocolate <laughs> yeah it's, it's basically like the even worse version of that but the funny thing is I, it's better than a granola bar. It's very biscuity. It's not yeah. As... Well, it's more flavorful and indulgent than yeah. a granola bar, but nutritionally, it's definitely yeah. not better. <laughs> the main ingredient is basically sugar. It's dark chocolate, though. Which is oh, yeah. Dark than... chocolate's really good for you. So if you put that in just like a mound it has of sugar. benefits, okay? Benefits. Yeah. This is like when you see those studies where it's like two glasses of red wine for you help yeah. stave off cancer. It's like, you know, well, funded by Big Wine Company. Yeah. Big Wine. Um, yeah, the funny thing is, I've start, that's kind of been, I've kind of, um, I've got too much snack bar in my brain. Yeah, it's yeah. replaced all my spinal fluid. I really want to know what this interesting story about your snack bar now is. Now you're hyping up too much. <laughs> it won't live up to that. Um, yeah, I, that's been like one of my main snacks recently because I, I found them. I really like them. And the funny thing is, I was talking to my friend Matthew mm. on the oh, phone yeah. the other day. And he right now... All my friends basically are, are in different off, countries. Are off gallivanting, shaping the young international minds of tomorrow. Yeah. My friend Matthew is in Spain right now teaching, teaching English. My friend Nahida is in South Korea right now teaching, teaching English. English. But anyway, I was speaking to Matthew the other day and it, it's funny it's funny the things you miss when you when you're abroad for a long time i guess but he when i was saying to him is there any you know whatever foods you can't get there that you miss any like british foods i was expecting him to say something really obvious like brown sauce yeah but he was like i don't know if you've ever seen these but there are these kind of granola bars called nature valley or whatever 
And it was one of those weird synchronicity oh. moments when I was like, oh my God, I've been having so many of those in <laughs> recent months. I'm in love with these insanely, you know, and this will be a test. You got chocolate in <laughs> I just choked to death live on the podcast. And this will be a test to see if he listens, but I thought it would be fun because he said that that was one of the things that he was really missing if I sent him like a care package just oh, crammed full of granola bars that he can't buy in Spain. That's cute. We should do that. We should do that for sure. And a little photo of he, us just of giving us. him the thumbs up. We could send him pictures of Rudy. He could see little, little cats in Spain. I don't know why I yeah, said that. Like, there's it's not, not cats. It's not like a British. I just want to show him off, okay? Sure. Yeah. That's cute. We could record a little video for him saying, you're doing it, buddy. You're living the adventure. This sounds... Keep it up. Yeah. I don't know. This sounds... We know. Condescending. Yeah, a little bit. Well, you know, he's our little Matthew. Is he our little Matthew? He's our son. Or is he our big Matthew who goes out into the big world and teaches English? That's true. That's true. Um. Okay. Yeah, so I want to go back to the last question. I don't think I gave a favorite memory. No. Um, I have lots. Is your new favorite memory me mangling that Nature Valley anecdote? Yeah, that was not good. But um, <laughs> it was a B plus. It, it was cute in the end because it was like Matthew. But it yeah. was. It was. I was a... wondering where you were going to go with it. I was <laughs> it like, was an A for effort. I'm going to fall asleep. Hey. <laughs> okay, what's a favorite memory? You have to give me positive reinforcement. My favorite memory. Not my favourite, I have lots, but one of my favourite memories is that crazy day that we had where we, we we went, we were in your city and we went for like something to eat and then we went to Ikea, do you remember? Yes. And... We stopped off like three times to have all different types of food. We First we went for like coffee or something and then we looked around the city and then we went to um, a cafe and we shared a chocolate cake. Do you remember this? Vaguely. We shared chocolate cake and hot chocolates because it was winter and we just had, we just, it was one of those perfect like first meetings. Sure. And we just were talking, it was that type of thing where, you can't stop talking. And so we spent like lots of time in each place. And then we, for some reason, just as an excuse to stay together longer, we went to Ikea. <laughs> Ikea, I will say, is one of those fun stores to just <laughs> walk fun. around in. Especially because the one in my city is a giant. It's massive, yeah. You know, multi-story, giant, you know, warehouse-looking one that you, you can explore for 10 hours. And they, the way they said, everyone knows, the way they set Ikea up is you have to go through it all to go yeah. through it all. And um <laughs> well said. You know what I mean? We spent hours in there. Yeah. And that's where you saw me playing with the big stuffed elephants, which you later went back to get me for my birthday. Oh yeah. Which is like And what's her name? Ellie the elephant. Yeah. And what's the stuffed octopus called? Ollie the octopus. Ollie and Ellie. Yeah. Going on ad- adventures yeah. under the sea, but Ellie can't breathe. She can't. Oh no, Ellie's gone into cardiac arrest. (laughs) You have to give her elephant CPR quick. Little Octi with little Ollie the Octi with his eight legs trying to like pound on the chest. This is sad. No, 
Ellie can swim. She just sticks her trunk out the water. And then oh, she... it's like a built-in scuba mask. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. why not? Well, why not? <laughs> so we were in Ikea for hours just messing around yeah. and, like, having fun. And then... And then we went to Burger King. Do you remember? By the train, you took me to the train station, sure. and then we were like, "How can we prolong this even further?" So we went to Burger King and we sat outside, even though it was winter because we're crazy and we love the cold. Sure. And then, um, yeah, so we sat outside and we had burgers, and I basically we basically waited for me to get the last train because we wanted to stay together. And it was like one of those perfect days. Oh. I'll remember that forever. Wow. Do you remember it? I remember parts of it, yeah. What do you remember? The IKEA part mostly. Yeah. But I we always... did have a lot of, I don't want to call them dates, but they were days spent together. Yeah, because we lived in, yeah. We lived in different cities and you would come to visit me or yeah. I would come to visit you. I would usually come to visit you yeah. because I preferred that, but... um. Yeah, we lived in different cities, so we'd have to, like, yeah. Yeah, and my point is we would spend the day doing a lot of different things. Yeah. And we would just kind of try and find things to do. Yeah, it was fun. And, um, yeah, yeah. it was just perfect. I don't know, I just... It was I, I just love you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, should we move on to another question? Because we are four deep, and we're, we're three like hours 30, into the podcast. There's, like, 30... Qu- are we really? I think, I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. I don't want to touch my laptop in case it self-destructs. It's okay. very finicky and fragile. Let's have a... Uh, 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 uh. Sure. Okay. You just tongue in Let's the air. Let's get semi-serious. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when is the last time you honestly evaluated a moral slash ethical position you hold and ended up changing that position? That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Does any spring to mind for you? No. (laughs) Oh, so it's (laughs) all on me. To be honest, I've been giving you like 90% of the stuff. So (laughs) you can give me an answer and we'll build from there. So I I have to demonstrate moral growth for the both of us. Or ethical. Sure. It's slightly different. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's not strictly moral, ethical, but this question makes you think of like just a position on anything that you kind of had but then changed. Do you know what I mean? So it could have just been a view about like something political or just maybe the way you see a certain type of person and now you don't, you know. Because you know what made me think of this? I can be kind of like... I have really high standards when it comes to other people. Like if if I have a friend, for instance, and they let me down in some way, um, I I hold on to that. I don't hold on to it in terms of I don't say anything to them, but I hold on to it inside, and I try not to. But I do have high standards. I have high standards when it comes to my friends and my family, and. I always am like, no, they should be doing better than this. But I don't necessarily do that in terms of myself. Right, okay. Like, and so I I recognize that I have impossible standards sometimes. And that bleeds out into like, when you meet new people, as soon as that new person, because they're new, 
does something that like puts you off it's like why even bother which sounds really like cold but it's really obviously just a way to protect myself um and I'm trying not to write people off quickly interesting so that's probably while not strictly answering that question that question made me think of that it is in a sense though because it's your own personal barometer of how you want to treat others yeah it kind of bleeds into ethics a little bit and don't get me wrong i always treat people kindly and obviously if they're shit to me i'm gonna be either walk away or be shit to them but it sounds really cold when I say, like, I write people off. It's more like when you meet new people, obviously your judge meter is going off. And, like, I don't ever judge people for things, you know. I judge them in terms of how they are with me. I judge them in terms of, like, I really dislike it when I meet someone and they're a face puller and they're, like, pulling all these horrible faces at me, like, as if I'm being weird or I'm doing something stupid. I'm very hyper-aware of the face puller, and it puts me off. It makes me think that person is either a dick or they don't like me. And then so then I'm, like, turned around on them, and I don't know. I'm trying to, like, not be so paranoid about that type of stuff. Um, Yeah. I feel, not that I'm trying to to steal your answer but it does make me think and i do believe that this is kind of your sense of ethics in a weird way but i i've never really thought of myself as a very empathetic person i struggle to empathize with people especially people who i don't like or who have said something that annoys or offends me or Mm. i just find disagreeable in some way like you know the easiest way to empathize with someone is when they're very similar to you you like them something bad happens to them of course you have that sense Mm. of you know this terrible thing befell my friend it's easy for my heart to hurt for them Mm. but it's harder to see someone who you know you wouldn't necessarily get on with or you wouldn't agree with on important points and to really put yourself in their shoes and to try and look at the arguments they're making to try and see what their reasoning is where it originates from this how their circumstances have led them to the set of whatever it is politics or you know philosophy about the world that they have and obviously the bit you know the first thing that springs to mind is religious people yeah it it can be hard for me. I think w- when I was young, this I guess this is kind of answering the question. When I was younger, I was very much... I struggled to understand why people were religious. Mm. Because I, I felt like atheism was so... It was so glaringly obvious as the only kind of... You know, it's the only way to hedge your bets in a logical fashion um, and not engage in, you know, wish fulfillment or magical thinking. But then as you get older and you see different things and you, you hear about different people's life story and you see how there's a lot more to the world than the few people that were around you growing up who Mm. all had kind of the same homogenous upbringing and the same set of minor trials and tribulations and ordeals. 
But I think as you get older and you're exposed to a, a wider range of the things that people go through, I found it a lot easier to understand and to kind of empathize with why people would turn to religion, even if it's just in a kind of, I don't, I, you know, I don't go to church, but I do say prayers in mm. trying times. And I do, I have this kind of nebulous sense of faith that helps propel me through my day and is this kind of intellectual safety net that lets me not have to worry about things that I know I can't change. So yeah, I think as I've gotten older, I've I've been able to have more sympathy for people that have that belief and I can understand and I can see how it can be reasonable to, you know, veer that way if life kind of pushes you that way. Yeah. I'm kind of opposite to you in terms of like um I'm like a sponge. I feel like I'm really ridiculously empathetic to the point of sometimes not being able to like handle things because I feel so bad for like the empathy and the compassion is like really high but something I don't I guess use my empathy for sometimes is and you made me think of it when you said something is thinking about why a person might be being a dick. Like, are they being a dick to you because they've had a bad day or are they being a dick to you because, I don't know, they just got broke up with or they've just found out they're ill or, you know. Use it, I, I don't think I really use my empathy in that sense because if I don't know your circumstance and you are just being a dick to me, all I'm seeing is you're being a dick to me and I'm not going to give you. And that obviously comes from people treating me like shit and that I'm at a point where I'm able to be like, no, I, I don't, I won't take that now. But yeah, because I see that sometimes like, you see that kind of like sentiment online a lot where it's like treat people kindly because you don't know how bad their day has been. And I do try to treat people kindly, but when they're shit to me, it's hard. Of course, yeah. So I think that's where I, I'm unable to kind of use my empathy sometimes. I can't just think, no, okay, you've been shit to me, but, you know, because it's hard. So, yeah. I think there's a grey area where there's space for you to put your own interpretation on something like if you're walking along and someone throws a cup of coffee at you yeah there's no way for you to to reinterpret that as yeah. oh well you know maybe he thought i wanted to drink coffee through my pores you know <laughs> like that's pretty unambiguously dickish but there are other events say for example someone cuts you off in traffic and speeds by it's a it's a weird kind of canvas for you yeah. to put whatever you want to see on it if you are willing to give that person the benefit of the doubt and you're a particularly, you know, compassionate person who wants to believe the best in people, you might say to yourself, oh, that guy, you know, he's his wife's probably in the backseat giving birth and he's speeding to hospital. I love or, you went to the extreme. Yeah, I'm just saying, or the yeah. other way could be 
and it's kind of a you know in a sense a, a narcissistic self-centered way of looking at it you know he he saw me through the window and he didn't look like the way i looked so yeah. he wanted to do something douchey to kind of you know put me out and affront me and as a woman there's an extra layer of if it's a guy who does it it's like women drivers right you know so there's all these different things i do project i am a projector i do the you know i try to like infer like whatever's happening in the situation there are levels i guess if someone is just like seemingly being nice to me but they're pulling the face yeah i'm really wary of that because people in the past have been like fake or not forthcoming and i so i'm very wary of that kind of like sneaky they don't really mean it because they're their their face isn't showing me they need it, but they're acting like they mean it. Um and then kind of like looking away and giving like a look to someone else as if like say that fucking yeah. bitch or whatever. Um I'm really like weary of that type wary of that type of stuff. Um and maybe even a bit paranoid. It it comes along with the fact that like I'm a type of person that gets laughed at in certain situations because of the way I look. And so it's like I'm always on the lookout and I do understand that sometimes that bleeds into not everyone laughing is laughing at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a hard time finishing sentences. I always finish <laughs> them with, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's understandable in that context because you never come into anything you know tabula rasa with a completely blank slate you have a history trailing you you know it's like that phrase good use of tabula rasa sure i appreciate that i like this running commentary (laughs) on my diction but you know if you've had encounters in the past where someone has been shitty to you and then you go into an encounter that starts off kind of like those did you know we are pattern seeking animals you're going to impute some kind of negative motive on that person, even though you haven't seen how it's going to play out yet. And that, in a sense, is very understandable because you've seen it happen that way in the mm. past. You've gotten used to that pattern that, you know, it, it's it's like anything. It's like you have to have respect for yourself and you have to be able to stick up for yourself and defend yourself. But you can't let it get, to the point where you're so you know like you said so paranoid that everyone is out to get you everyone is a potential you know ridiculer that you don't ever give someone the chance to show you that they're like a nice normal person yeah i definitely try to be like open to people i'm definitely that stranger you see at the bus stop or whatever and you can talk to i am approachable like that i know that because people speak to me yes um i smile (laughs) i smile even when i'm anxious i smile when i'm nervous i even smile when like i really don't want to speak to people it's just a natural kind of thing that comes out um so i am always trying it just I'm not just listening to what you're saying. I'm looking at everything. And so it is hard to kind of bat those things away sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. So I do like to, I want to give people a chance. I want to have friends. <laughs> well, you want to be open yeah. to new people and new experiences. 
but it's hard when you've been hurt before because you don't mm. you know it's like you have that shell around you of i'm not going to let myself be caught off guard again and you kind of overcompensate for that by being extremely wary it's a diff- it you know it's between a mm. rock and a hard place it's a difficult middle ground to 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 strike i am really an all or nothing type of person as well where if I make friends with a person, there is always a potential to be a best friend in that I'm not someone who has 50 acquaintances. Yes. I'm someone who meets a person. And if we really like each other, there's no reason we're not going to be best friends. Does that make sense? You like to invest. Yeah. So I invest when we start talking and then we gra- you gradually get past the levels of like, now we talk about our lives and our past experiences and our secrets and that's like best friend level shit and I am willing to give you that but I want you to give it to me in return and I found myself in situations I'm like Lenny I like hold on and I am always liking you more than you like me it's <laughs> not always that's an exaggeration was but that I, a low-key Steinbeck yeah, reference you just dropped there you're so literary I am you're so bookish I mean come on I'm like totally cool but um, I, <laughs> I um, yeah. So I, I have found myself in situations where it turns out I thought we were like really good friends, but I'm just one of your acquaintances, yeah. and I'm not down for that. I know ex- exactly what you mean. It's nice to obviously have those outer level friends where you can just talk to each other now and then, and it hasn't got to be this big thing. But at the same time, I'm not good at that. Because then what do we talk about? Yeah. You, I found that you don't really want to talk to me about like anything of substance because you don't see me as your best friend. But I'm also struggling to have chit chat with you because what's there to talk about right now other than like things with substance? It's like, yeah. it's really difficult. So that's what I mean by I'm all or nothing. If I'm not getting anything from you, I'll give and I'll give, but there's a limit. Yeah. Um, I also I also feel it when a, a friend or whoever pulls away. I can always tell when, like, the person is, like, pulling away and, like, phasing you out almost. Yeah. And then what happens with me is I'll be like, I can see you're phasing me out. I've asked you if you're phasing me out. <laughs> you said you haven't, but you're, nothing has changed. And so I stop it. I put a stop to it because that's how I try to not let myself be hurt. But then you are hurt anyway because you realise your friend has phased yeah. you out. You're trying to jump before you're pushed. Yeah. But and you I, don't have control in that situation. Yeah. And I'm not saying I've never phased a person out before. I'm sure I have without realising it. I like to... Th- not like to, but... <laughs> I like to think I ghost like a pro. No, no, no. But like, just like I'm saying I've been the person who likes the person more... Yeah. I probably have been a person where that person likes me more than I like yeah. them. Can't think of too many off the top of my head right now, but I think it usually is me investing too much or whatever. I don't know. I know. I Trust me, I know exactly what you mean. It, I definitely feel I don't make friends easily. Yeah. But when I do make a new friend... I do. I'm like you. I want to be all in. I mm. instantly go to that oversharing mode, yeah. where we're not that good of friends yet, but I see that we are on a on a path towards becoming yeah. good friends because we have such, you know, we have the same interests and we we have that kind of core affinity that leads to a strong friendship. And so I want I want to jump straight to that end point where we can say whatever we want to each other and we can tell each other, you know. 
private personal things and sometimes i'll throw that out there mm. without thinking and then when the other person doesn't reciprocate you kind of feel silly and you feel embarrassed and you, you feel weird about it and that's a horrible feeling when you you know you put yourself yeah, out there and you have that implicit trust and you want to see it reflected back and it's not you know what it's yeah. kind of like we make friends with people like we're going to be a couple with that person okay it's all the makings of like it's all the same things you do with a person you're interested in. Right. You start to talk to each other and what happens is you tell each other information and secrets and deep thoughts like you're building the foundation of us being like lovers or whatever. Yeah. But the what we're trying to do with these people is we're trying to then make a best friend yeah. out of them. But not everyone wants that. No. And it's... You know, we're, we are, yeah. <laughs> and know. when that attempt at bonding gets rebuffed. It's the same as with a couple. If that, yeah. if, if you were going to be a couple with that person and they don't give it to you, you would break away because they don't want to be a couple. Yeah. But it happens the same with this friend situation. It's like, you know, the, the friend zone is, a, for many reasons, a dumb term. Yeah. But it's almost like there's a, a version of that when you're trying to become friends with someone. Yeah. It's like... Aqu acquaintance zone yeah they've put me in the acquaintance zone now we just have chit chat about the weather and what was on yeah. tv last night and i wanted to become you know one of their really good friends but they've kind of sidelined me and you know put me in this box of we're never gonna really be that close he's just someone i see every so often yeah you know and then like you get invited to something by that person and it's like a group thing and it's like i'm confused i thought we weren't that good of friends right. but you invited me to this event i don't understand yeah. what you want from a, a a a friend but like yeah i think it's because in my early life i didn't have loads of friends i had like best friends and there was a period of my time where i tried to like okay up until this point it's only ever been me and a best friend or me and two best friends and there, at one point there was like three of us and we would all be you know but <laughs> you started a cover and <laughs> eventually it was adapted into the tv show charmed etc <laughs> etc et and um but there was a point in my teenage years where i wanted to break away from that i was kind of sick of being me and like it'd be like where's sam and yeah where you know what about Sam and it, we were a group. I wasn't a person on my own yeah. yet. And I wanted to know what it was like to have a lot of friends. I'd never had a lot of friends before. And I tried that and it's weird. <laughs> like it's, it's right. I did it for a little bit throughout my teenage years. And eventually I self-sabotaged the situation and now I'm firmly a person who has like a best friend and that's it. Right. Like there was a short period of time where I met some new people and I tried to be friends with them, but because I, they already had best friends, yeah. I fit into the acquaintance place. Yeah, it's weird know. as well when you're not that close of friends with someone, but they want you know, they ask you to do something for them as if you were a close friend. But they're not giving you anything yeah. else to show that you're a best friend. It, it's like it's they want it both ways. They want to yeah. keep your arm's length, but if they need help moving or whatever, yeah. they call on you like you're, you know, a, a long 
time best friend mm. and then you feel like you're being used and no one wants to feel like that and that's goes back to what you were saying at the beginning where i feel like i just have no patience for duplicitous people yeah people who who want to try and manipulate you or try and control the way that you interact i just i can't do it i can i feel like you don't have to tell you know a friend everything if you want to keep things back that's fine or if you want to only show a certain side of yourself but you can still have that limited degree of frankness and openness mm. without actually like lying and trying to manipulate someone i think the more you talk the, the, i think the problem and this each issue arises as well from the more you spend time with the person the more information gets shared yeah and if you're not sharing more information over time your relationship gets stuck in a place like a friend zone or an acquaintance zone. <laughs> T-shirts coming soon. <laughs> can you imagine? I can. Our tap podcast merch. Sure. Acquaintance zone. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like that actually happened. I can think of a recent-ish time when that happened. I met up with someone several times and I'm liking it to this couple thing, but it's so like it now that I think about it, where each day you think you're going to progress to a certain level. Um, and it's fun each time, but you get to that like fourth or fifth meeting and they're still not really giving you, I don't know, it's still like surface level. Yeah. And it's fun to hang out, obviously, still, but... At that point, I will have overshared because I've met up with you now five times and we've talked to each other in between and I definitely will have gotten into some secrets. Right. And you're not giving me anything back. You're just talking about the weather still <laughs> and I don't want to talk about the weather. Like, so... Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Game of Thrones last night? Yeah. Wasn't it cool when there were those CGI dragons? Yeah. I just told you about my dad having leukemia. <laughs> oh, well, you know... It's yeah. cool that Jon Snow and the Dothraki princess are finally <laughs> together. <laughs> That's a little reference just between you and I. It is. <laughs> okay. Let, should we move on to yeah, the next we question? Should, yeah. Cool. 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 Hey, it's me, your cool friend, Billy. <laughs> Billy? For a girl. Ooh, I like the name Billy for a yeah. girl. Billy with an IE. Billy Piper. I can get behind that. They're just, you know, as a reference that no one will get but there was a character called billy in the second deus ex game deus yeah. ex invisible war that's a throwaway reference that doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter speaking of video games sure <laughs> tap your mic down if you were a video game character oh gosh what item would you drop when killed Oh, it took it took an interesting turn. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be a basic bitch like, who are you going to be, Master Chief? Yeah. Which character would you be? This is some gamer knowing shit. Yeah, right that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, because I am an aspiring writer, uh -huh, uh -huh. I feel like I would drop some kind of enchanted quill. I was just going to say a quill. That gives you like plus 10 to creativity. Or something That's like cool. that. 
That's cool. Yeah. You could write like you have now they have the ability to write like your own map to the place where you want to go because yeah. you've got the magic quill. That's cool. <laughs> or if it's an action RPG like Diablo, it could be like a really weak weapon that has like two damage that you just jab at enemies with the end of the, the feather point, slowly taking off their health bar. It could be like, you know, a secret ultra hard mode for the game where you have to try and beat the whole game with this tiny quill that does no damage. It's an Easter egg, okay? Yeah. That's what gamers want. That's something. Yeah. I would drop kittens. Okay. Kittens that had like a little heart around their neck. Oh. And inside the heart, there's a key. Okay. And the key opens anything you want. Okay. So were you a locksmith in life? No, I just like kittens. Just your love for kittens forged... I like kittens and keys. ...the ultimate skeleton key? Yeah. Would that Pretty kitten much. then follow you around as a... Oh, yeah, he and he'd grow big and strong like a lion, and oh. he would protect you. He's a little in-game pet. Yeah. That, you know what I really like in... Um, thinking of... Uh, again, talking of action RPGs... There was a a game a bit like Diablo called Torchlight. And it was one of those games where you just kill endless, you know, waves of monsters and collect new and better weapons and items. One of the most annoying things about that type of game is that you'll always have to come out of the dungeon periodically, go back to the town and sell all your stuff so you can empty your inventory and then go back and do it all again. But in the, I remember that was one of the first games I played where you could have a little pet with you Aww. and it would you could give it your stuff and it would go and sell it for you and then just come back with the gold. That's adorable. I think that was Torchlight anyway. But yeah, that's a, that's a game mechanic that more games need to have, frankly. <laughs> Staying on the topic of video games. Sure. What in real life would be a great item to have from a video game? <clears throat> Before you answer... You know the cube that we talked about earlier? <laughs> yeah. What is it called? The, Well, I think its forename is the Weighted Companion Cube. But people, what actually is it? In the game, it's not anything. It's just a cube, a painted cube. But in the game, you're supposed to kind of get attached to it so that when you're asked to drop it into this pit of fire, it's this strangely heartbreaking moment. But even why though, does it follow you? What does it do? It doesn't follow you. You have to put it on weighted uh switches so you can open doors and whatnot oh so opens the doors to dreams i guess that's what i would have in real life Uh, or new test chambers the companion cube that's interesting does it have to be like a like a famous item no what do you mean because everyone knows the weighted companion cube oh okay but no one knows the random no it can be anything you know potion from the witcher you can have like a deep pool thing that only like uh, super nerds would know about this is interesting this is interesting what type of f- what do i want to enrich my life that's the question <laughs> that's you can the see question. you're taking this seriously well there's just so many options this is me kind of gaming the system kind of like when you ask the genie one of mm. your wishes is for ten thousand more okay. wishes but in the Witcher universe, and this is kind of apropos because you showed me. I did. Henry Cavill is. I'm not a fan of, of his look. Geralt. <laughs> Geralt. 
Russell. Sure. I'm not a fan of how... Like, his hair looks like a bad like wig. Like a wig? It is a bad wig. And You'd think with all that Netflix money, they'd make yeah, a fucking... He doesn't have facial hair. I You can't really see his eyes. He's not rugged. I don't get the rugged thing from him. You can't really see his eyes too well, but in... They are... They he definitely had contacts in. Yeah. In the witch universe, the witches have cat eyes. But yeah, in the Witcher games, to become a Witcher, they give you these mutagens. And only a certain amount of people who go through this trial survive. You're looking at me like I'm the nerdiest dog in all the land. It's so cute. But if you do, you can become a witcher because you have, like, enhanced strength and senses and whatnot. Oh, that's cute. Maybe so I want that now. Maybe, I, no, I, I like the cute. <laughs> so I would take a bottle of those mutagens and oh. I would just go into the other room and say, don't come in for three days. You might not like what you see. Oh, my God. And then I would strap myself down to the bed <laughs> and become a witcher. <laughs> Is that how it happens for Geralt? Stop saying it like that. It's Geralt. Geralt. It's not like Geronimo. Geralt. Geralt. Hey, how you doing, lad? How you doing, Geralt? It's me, Geralt. <laughs> Reading down Geralt? to the pub. Geralt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Please let that show be good, Netflix. I know. I hope it's good for you. I'm going to watch it with you. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Next question. It's kind of nerve-wracking you springing these questions on me why because i feel like i don't have it's hard to come up with a good answer on the spot like when you were saying to me you know you asked me the most open-ended questions and your mind just goes blank yeah i know what you mean okay let's ask some silly questions okay okay let's get into it okay so we all know what we would do with, like, a million pound. We okay. would, you know, buy the house wherever we want to live, and we'd be able to live off that money for a long while. We'd be able to do whatever we want. But what would you do right now with £10,000? Oh. Because it's not that much money. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not like buy a house money. That's, yeah, that's a good way to turn that on its head. My first thought was... And I know this is super boring and mundane and practical. But my first thought was, oh, I can pay off my student loans. But then I remembered that I have £50,000 in student yeah. loan debt. You ain't paying off shit. So that would be a drop in the bucket. And frankly, if you paid off ten grand of it, the interest would probably make that back up in a few years. Yeah, it would. So you wouldn't have even achieved anything in the long run. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would probably travel because when when else are you gonna have ten thousand pounds of completely unaccounted for money that doesn't need to go to anything else i feel like i would i would maybe travel across america yeah i would spend a couple of weeks in in different cities that i really like and i would just go across the whole country for maybe like which cities would you go to the obvious ones you know New York, Seattle, Chicago. San Francisco. Yeah. I'd also like to, given that we're on the same, you know, continent, I'd also like to go to Canada. Yeah, me too. And if you have, you can stretch 10 grand quite far. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to Vancouver for sure. Yeah. Um, So I think I'd probably travel. So I've heard some people say Vancouver's a lot like London. Oh, that's interesting. It'd be weird. If you think about it, because you'd have 
I'm sure there's a person who lives in Vancouver listening who's like, no, yeah. what are you talking about? You don't know anything about yeah. us. I'm just saying I've heard people say yeah. it. I don't know how true it is. On the, when you first got the news that you were getting this random lump sum from something, yeah. you'd feel like it was this ridiculous windfall that you could do whatever you wanted with. But then when you actually sit down and open up the travel sites to spend yeah. it, you'd want to be so penny-pinching and like yeah. economical with it. Depending on what time of year it is, you could pay a £1,000 for a flight to America. Yeah. And... Or you that could pay three hundred. Yeah, straight away that right could time. be two thousand gone yeah. for both of us. Um, but yeah, if we had the chance to do that, I would be happy staying in like basically backpacking across these right. cities, staying in like the lowest Airbnbs, hostels, or like Airbnbs. It used whatever. to be a, a meth lab, but now it's uh, <laughs> it's got a few blankets. Don't mind the needles and the raccoons. The raccoons? They're friendly little trash bandits. Oh, yeah. They just gnaw on your face a little bit. I don't want to be gnawed. I know. I don't want to be. I refuse. I refuse, I refuse, I refuse. I would do the same. I would go to, I would go to America, basically. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty much the same as you. I want to see all, like, the big cities. But there's a couple of places I want to go that you're, like, not that interested. Like... I never was, I probably talked about this before, I was never really the type to be like, I want to go to California because it's really hot. Yeah. And they don't have seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's not that much there that I actually want right. to see. But more and more, I really want to see like LA, like the Hollywood Hills and like stuff like that. Sure. And obviously, if I'm going, I get to see my friends, Steph. Uh-huh. Um, besties, besties. Always gonna nesty. Sure. We nest together like little chickens. Uh-huh. Um the plumpest little chickens I ever did see. Yeah. Um Where are my eggs? No eggs for you. Fuck off. Sure. We if a chicken said that to me, I would have to respect it. We don't need cockerels. <laughs> Us um, girls can reproduce together. Yeah, pretty much. Um and I'd also like I'd like to go to Wisconsin and that's oddly specific yeah and i want to go are you not going to explain to, why because no, you love not, the cheese heads i'm not how do you even know that because i'm a man of much knowledge and i want to go to like north carolina what? insane yeah like i want to see things you're being very cryptic no i just there's lot there's America doesn't just look the same. Yeah, of like, course. That's why uh, I want to go across it. There's lots of different types of America that I want yeah. to see. Like, um, I don't just want to go to cities. I'd also, at some point, want to, you know, go to Colorado and hike yeah. for a couple of days. I want to go to the... Yeah, I, def I want to go and do the Forks. <gasps> I changed my mind. <laughs> Give me the money back. Give a me the second, money back. A second, a second, a second, a second. If I had £10,000 right now... Right. I would want to go to, they do like a, sort of like a convention. It's called the Twilight Tour of Forks or something. Sure. And it's where basically fans will congregate for like a weekend or a week or whatever in Forks. And they do lots of Twilight shit. Like sure. People dress up and they cosplay and there's like tours. And the place is like... They have lots of like Twilight themed like stores. Yeah. Like they have um, 
a gift shop and there's Bella's truck and things <laughs> like that. And each shop and like restaurant and her hotel, they've all tried to like have something Twilight right. because they know that's what people go there for. And it's still going. Um, and so I would do that. Obviously, if I could afford to do that, because obviously I'm sure you got to buy like a ticket and stuff. If I could afford to do that and then also go to like some of the places like New York and stuff, I would. Yeah. But I think that would be my priority because at some point, 10 years after now, that's going to stop. Yeah. And I would like to do it while it's still going. Right now, there's still the dregs of Twilight Fever. Yeah, especially with the 10th anniversary. Yeah. And sometimes they have people from the movies. Like Stephanie Meyer's gone before and... Catherine Hardwick, I think, and, you know, a wolf. Oh, my God. A nomad. We could go there together. I could buy a peacoat, and then we could finally shoot a fan film of Midnight Sun. <gasps> you just know how to tease me. I do. You? What is wrong with you? Okay, <laughs> yeah, so that's what we would do with our... Just got to find a Volvo to rent. Uh, <laughs> look at you knowing things. Um. Okay. What else have you got? This is like a silly couple. Oh, God. Tell me all the ways I'm great. Type <laughs> of a question. Oh. What is your favorite thing that I do for you? This is, <laughs> this is unfair, and I resent it, and I don't accept the terms of this question. <laughs> I'm going to also answer. Yeah, but you've had time to think about it. I haven't. I haven't pre-thought my answers. Yeah, What's wrong with you? A likely story. I don't work that way. Don't give me I'm that. I'm off the cuff, yo. I guess. <laughs> You're so down with <laughs> the kids. I was just going to start rapping. <laughs> Cardi B comes in. <sighs> you don't even know who Cardi B is. It's I don't. It's so funny that you I said don't. that. I <laughs> don't. Okay. Samantha Jones featuring Cardi B. Sure. That, the, that'd be my name. The Samantha hottest Jones. new track. Um, Hottest new track. You've got to get on. You're so old. You could. They would interview you on uh, Sway in the Morning. How do you know what Sway (laughs) in the Morning is? I don't. I just know to drop Uh. it. Drop it in a conversation, like I know stuff. Okay. Uh, See, the syntax of this question is a trap because (laughs) it's saying, "What do you like that I do for you?" So if I don't mention certain things i'm gonna seem ungrateful and if i mention other things i'm gonna seem like i'm taking advantage of you no you're and I'm, not and i'm making you do something this is for not me. a test and it's not a trap what is just something that i do for you that you like okay i in a i will say something general then because it's the first thing that springs to mind okay you are very understanding in a very deep acute way like when i'm dealing with stuff you just have this power to intuitively know what i need and what i'm going through and what is the best way to you know help me feel better and you're very selfless in giving me that care and attention and affection and you are you're just able to zero in on the exact bullseye of what I need in that moment to feel better and to feel loved and supported. (laughs) When I asked you this, I did not think you were going to say that. 
You I thought you would have been like, I like that you cook for me or something. I don't know. I, I like that big bubble butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, you do. Aww, yeah. I'm legit crying right now. Did I make you swoon? You did. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I'm glad that I can do that for you. I'm glad that you can too. Okay, what is it? Yeah, now you're on the spot. I'm going to get deep for a minute. You don't like it, do you? I like that you... Okay. (laughs) I have bad days. I am someone who has depression. And some days all I can do is breathe. Like, that's it. And you really take care of me, like, really. Like, the way you dream that someone could take care of you. And when I'm just, like, so bad, I just need that kind of level of comfort. You run a bath for me, and you bathe me, basically. You wash me, you wash my hair, and you talk to me, and you tell me it's going to be okay. Sometimes get in the bath with you. Yeah, sometimes you get in the bath with me. Play with your little My Little Ponies. Yep, and you cheer me up and you always make me feel like the world isn't going to end. And you help me and it's just... It's a level of comfort that really goes like beyond the normal kind of... I'm sorry you're having a bad day, like, I hope you feel better kind of thing. That's, like, what people should be doing, but then there's, like, this level that you would probably maybe only expect from a a family member, like your mom or something. And, yeah. And you're always so... I don't know, you're just so patient about it. It's not like, oh. She's depressed and I've got a bath her because she's not going to clean herself. It's not that. It's it's a, I know this is what you need kind of thing. I do like a bath when I'm depressed. I'm not <laughs> going to lie to you. I don't bath any other time. Yeah. I shower. The only time I take a bath is when I'm depressed. <laughs> so if you see me taking a bath, you know what's going on. Sure. Um, and if you see my girlfriend taking a bath, I'll fucking find you. <laughs> And then I'll fight you. <laughs> and then I'll wash your hair. Yeah. I'll wash the blood and gravel out of it. I thought this was going to be a silly question, I know. but it went. I really like what you said. It made me all warm and melty inside. Good. I'm glad that I can help you. I appreciate it. I have a little a little addendum. Okay. I thought of a, I thought of a, a specific that I wanted to say. Okay, okay, okay. Just a tiny one. And this may seem kind of weird to even single out. But I, I really like when I'm playing video games, okay. which I do a lot. Yeah. I like that when something really cool happens or I find something really fascinating or I'm just really enraptured by a little detail or a little facet or something that just happened in the story. I like that I can pause the game and get your attention, get you to pause your Grey's Anatomy episode. <laughs> And I can tell you about it. And even though I know that you don't play video games and you don't know the game I'm talking about, I like that you are genuinely 
interested in it and you want to hear me go on at length about it and I don't feel like I'm just rambling and boring someone who doesn't care and is just humoring me just you know plastered with a little fake smile while I pour out my my nerdy heart I like that I tell it to you and I you ask me questions about it and you just you make me feel like I you know I can share things with you and you enjoy it and you like me telling you about stuff. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I genuinely do like it when something is happening or whatever in your game and you're all excited or like you're like, whoa. And I really do want to know because I can see how excited you are or how shocked you are. And I really do want to know what's happening to make you feel so good. And I want you to share that with me because I know how good I feel sharing with you about my favorite things, even though I know you don't give a shit in a sense. Like, especially some of the stuff you really don't give a shit about. Like when I'm talking to you about Twilight and I've been talking to you about Twilight since we met and there can't possibly be any new information, but I'm telling you anyway. And you ask me questions and you... Act like you're interested, even though I know you think Twilight is shit. Like, I enjoy that. And so, yeah, I think it just comes down to the fact that you love... The person that you love, you love seeing them get giddy about the things that they love. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Ah. Okay. (laughs) Go on. A specific example of this would be the other day, and... (laughs) Are you talking about the horse? (laughs) This is such a a strange thing to bring up and semi-embarrassing. But I paused my game to show you that in Red Dead Redemption 2, there's this cool mechanic where if you stay with the same horse for a long time, you bond with it and it goes up in levels. Which is just lovely, by the way. (laughs) And this is like a tough macho cowboy game where you're an outlaw, but you also have this... This bond, this affection for your horse. But the cowboy only has himself and his horse. That's That's true. That's just like obvs. And as it goes up in levels, you unlock new abilities that the horse can do. And there's a a kind of risk reward to it because the horses in this game die really easily. Like if you crash into a tree, your horse will just die. (laughs) But anyway, and I was showing you how to... You can clean your horse if you go through mud yeah your horse gets all bespeckled with little droplets of mud and grime and you can brush it and you can feed it carrots and you can pat it it's so cute (laughs) and you showed me and it was just adorable it was just one of those moments where like i said before this game is so insanely detailed and just so rich in the intermeshing game systems it has like just the little things you can do all the customization it's just it's just, it goes for such a stark level of verisimilitude that you could, you you just have to tip your hat to it. Mm. It's just amazing. And it was just a tiny little example of that that I wanted to share with you so yeah. you could get a sense of the, the grander, you know, the, the macrocosm of how it applies to the game as a whole. The horse thing was so good as well in that, Earlier in the day, you had said to me that you were telling me about your game and you were like, 
in this game you can bond with the horse and I wanted to try and bond with the horse because I don't like it when they die. Yeah. Do you remember? And then I was in a different room and I heard you being like, Kitty, I bonded with a horse. <laughs> and so it was like, yeah. Yeah, because at the start of the game, my horse, I would, every time I'd get a new horse, I would name it something different. Mm. And I would be like, I'm definitely going to keep this one alive. And then I'd get into a gunfight and it would get riddled with bullets or I'd crash into a. Oh, don't say that. You know, I'd crash into another horse drawn carriage and it would die. And it was just. When I finally got one that I could keep around long enough to actually like bond with it and level it up in game, it was like very satisfying. <gasps> to people who don't play video games, this must sound <laughs> like I am. Um, it was so cute. I though. need to be committed. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I've got more questions, by the way. No doubt. Lots more. Okay. Uh, Pick a good one. What does everyone need to just chill out about? Oh. I like how you did a little casual shrug as you said that. I like how you're kind of acting out the questions. And it's lost on the listeners. They don't get these little, (laughs) these juicy little nuances. Video podcast is coming soon. (laughs) Of your acting ability. You're a thespian at heart. We all know it. People are sick of our love fest at this point. (laughs) So, (laughs) Okay. Um, What do people need to just chill out? And you could take this two ways. You could be like, take it a serious way, or you could just be like, you know, not serious. Hmm. Do you want to go first? Okay. One of the things I think people need to just chill out about is weed. Oh, damn. How dare you take the best possible one? In England. (laughs) Yeah. Or the UK. Because... I want to try that weed for my migraines, <laughs> and I can't, <laughs> so get on it. I want that CBD oil, yo. Especially with, obviously, lots of places in America legalizing it, and now Canada. Canada is basically England, but, like, a yeah. little bit Americanized. And they're not really basically England, you know what I yeah. mean. But, like, come on. Yeah. Like, just get it going already. If not for the insane amount of money it could make the economy, but the medicinal benefits. And so I feel like people need to just fucking chill out, especially when alcohol is legal and cigarettes are legal. And here we have a crazy amount of people getting sick and dying from that synthetic weed or whatever yeah, it's spice. called yeah that shit that's being sold now that is like killing people when it's like if weed was made legal they'd just be smoking that right and the re- every time i see steve he mentions it yeah the really absurd thing is that marijuana is or as you know british people like to call it cannabis yeah. cannabis is something i can it's never such an english thing. it's like what my mom would say yeah like as we're walking past a shop and we walk past some you know dodgy yeah. teenagers my mom would turn to me and be like oh my god they smelled of cannabis <laughs> like that word is dead to me now yeah but it's like a category one drug which means you get the stu- the, the most severe punishment for it and the the actual description of what makes something category one is that it has no recognized medicinal benefits yeah. how fucking absurd is that anyone who 
is involved in enforcing that ludicrous notion should I, hang their head in shame. I refer you to one of our last podcasts where we talk about the child who yeah. was granted temporarily. I don't think we talked about we that. We did, we did. We talked about it. I don't think we did. We did because we were like, they they first then granted him like two weeks of the medicine and then we were like, what's the point of just giving him two weeks? And we talked about how the mum had like tried to smuggle in drugs from america but she you know i don't think we talked we about did talk podcast. about it we did talk <laughs> about it so i refer you to that basically <laughs> it's so funny if we didn't and you just we fucking did <laughs> you're referring did. to a phantom conversation yeah. but yeah that that whole debacle with yeah it's you always read about stuff like that in england it's yeah. like you know young boy dying of epilepsy yeah. home office refuses to license him cannabis oil and it's just you, you fucking heartless bastards. Yep. Like Even if you, to believe you can't change it... the system, mm. I feel like if you were put in that position, the only ethical thing to do is resign yeah. in protest. There, people just ref- Some people just refuse to see that it's like has medicinal benefits. Right. People, There's also people who refuse to believe that if drugs were legal there would be less crime surrounding drugs sure. because it wouldn't be illegal anymore well there wouldn't be these cartels yeah. whose sole funding is the you know bundles and bundles of cash they make from moving illegal drugs between you know cities and countries and whatnot and selling them on the black market just think of all the new <sighs> i mean obviously the first wave would have to be it's now medicinal we're not going to go right. straight to it's legal everywhere no we're not but once it's past like, the medicinal stage, just think of all the shops that are going to open. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. Because you'd even get shops in poor areas where there's n- all the shops are empty. And, you know, because all different types of people want to buy this. You'd get a shop on, like, you know, in the centre of London, and then you'd get, like, a shop in Little Town, Middle England. Yeah. They'd, be, they'd be everywhere. Um, yeah, I understand what you mean about that kind of economic rejuvenation, mm. but at the same time, it would definitely be a bubble. There'd be like five years of everyone's think... going crazy. Yeah, but five... it would be such a novelty that even people that don't really want yeah, to smoke marijuana would buy it, and then that would kind of taper off. We could do with a five-year bubble, though. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. And then it becomes normal right. and we can just shut up about it and just relax. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my thing. That's a good one. My thing is a small thing. That's fine. People need to chill out about the hysteria over self-driving cars. About how dangerous they're going to be. These articles I see where people are, you know, wringing their hands and clutching their pearls about how you know we're going to enter this futuristic dystopia where people are going to be run down in the street en masse by these self-driving tesla cars i just i i see it as such a classic you know it's just the latest iteration of this cycle of a new technology comes out it seems so strange and alien 
and just unimaginable that it could be integrated into everyday society in this ubiquitous way that you get these fear mongers who you know have a little cottage industry of writing op-eds saying you know we we really need to, to stop for a second and take a, a serious look at this this is more dangerous than people are admitting we really need to think as a society if we want to expose ourselves to this you know this peril and i see this with self-driving cars and i just think 15 years from now it's going to be we're going to start off with things like self-driving buses and whatnot and then more and more people are going to get self-driving cars and the adoption is just going to skyrocket and then like 30 40 years from now it's going to seem so normal that looking back at it looking back at those articles is going to be laughable to people then self-driving cars would be so beneficial for so many people like Think about people who can't drive for whatever reason, whether it be like a disability or they're blind, yeah. for instance, or um, some people are just shit drivers. <laughs> no matter how much they drive, they're just not good. Think about people with road rage. They don't trust themselves when they drive. Oh, man. Just as a quick aside, staying in the, the topic of wacky things in Britain, Remember I told you about there's a the police in certain counties in England are trialing this new program where when they pull over an elderly driver for some kind of, you know, infraction of the the road laws or whatever, they will give them an impromptu eye test on the side of the road. Yeah. And if they can't pass it, they strip their license from them then and there. Really? Yes. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. However, I I think that once you reach a certain age, you should have some kind of, not a retest, because, you know, just but some kind of like check to see that you can see still. Because there are lots of people who, not lots, but there are people who, who refuse to believe they're aging and they don't want to be like, labeled as a person who's too old to do this or that which i understand it's understandable you don't want to give up your autonomy yeah but i was once behind an elderly woman while she was i wasn't driving i was in the passenger seat and in front of us was an elderly woman who could barely see over the steering wheel and we were on a hill and she a few times almost rolled back into us oh god and a couple of other things and I called the police and I, I gave the registration and I said I'm not sure what's happening it might not have been because she was old it might be because maybe she wasn't very well yeah any kind it of could thing have could have been happened. anything of course but is it bad that I called the police no of course not if someone's driving erratically you've got to yeah I've, she could have been getting ill behind the, yeah. behind the wheel and she was on her own and I called the police and I don't know obviously I don't know if anything came of it but yeah. We've become so normalized to the idea of the automobile as this as not being a big deal. But that old lady who may not have had full control of what she was doing was in a multi-ton metal vehicle that yeah. can kill people easily, yeah. easily. If it plows into a crowd, it will kill it potentially house, dozens anything. of people. Yeah. It's I had a I had a surreal moment, I remember. I forget when this was maybe like a couple of months back where well, I was just walking down the street and it was um, 
I was on the pavement next to this road and the cars were going by really, really fast. And I just had this strange kind of realization that I am walking literally three or four feet away from something that can kill me. Yeah. Like the road section might as well have bullets whizzing up and down it. You know how in when they train you in the army, you have to like army crawl underneath barbed wire while they're firing live rounds over you well that's real yeah that's a thing it's to get you used to being around live fire but it's like that it's uh, the road might as well be filled with you know guns firing just in you know straight parallel lines because if you walk out into that road if you veer left a couple of feet you will be killed like 100 percent. if you get hit by a car doing like 50 miles an hour you are dead I think I trust computers more than I trust That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's why I think I definitely... There's definitely going to be, as with any new emerging technology, there's going to be stumbles. There's going to be difficulties at first. People are going to have to get used to it. You're going to have to iron out the kinks, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But eventually, when we get to the point where you're not trusting some random guy behind the wheel of this, you know... Mm. I just feel like that's so infinitely preferable. Uh. I think we should say as well, I have almost no desire to drive. Yeah. And I I did once when I was like late in late teens, I briefly was like, okay, I'm going to learn to drive. But it wasn't easy for me in that now that I'm thinking about it, I'm having a very real moment of I have driven a car. Because you drive straight away. Sure. They... They maybe sit with you for like 20 minutes or whatever and they tell you what everything is and um, what everything does. And they have pedals on their side, you know that? Um, So they can brake at any point. But you drive straight away almost after never having driven before. And it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. And... I wasn't good at it in the sense that um, I couldn't learn it. Like, I was just having one lesson a week, which is what most people do here in the UK. And I found that when I got to the next week, I would forget what to do. I would forget what the gears meant, um, which gear is supposed to be here and which gear is supposed to be there. And I felt like I was constantly having to relearn and so after like six lessons, I stopped because I figured this is just a waste of money. And yeah. I said to myself, if I was ever going to dro- learn to drive again, I would do one of those crash courses, which is a terrible name. <laughs> it is. Where you do like five hours a day for five days or something, and then right. you just take your test. Because I would need that kind of intensive learning. But more than the inability to grasp it for whatever reason, I just don't want – it's scary. I don't yeah. want to drive. And I definitely don't want to, like, drive, you know, on the motorway or anything. That's, like, ridiculously scary. And so, yeah, I just thought it was important to say that – and you don't have a desire to drive either. No, zero. So I think, yeah, if there were self-driving cars, I think eventually I'd have one right. because I know I wouldn't have to drive it. And I said to myself, if I ever learned to drive again, I would try. I would learn to drive an automatic where you don't have gears because sure. that was the hardest part for me, apart from being scared. Um, 
Yeah. And so you think, sometimes I think about people I've known and I'm like, I would not trust being in a car with you. There's definitely been people I've known where I'm like, I might need a lift somewhere, but I I don't necessarily trust you to drive me around safely. I once went with, with a friend somewhere and somehow we ended up at the pub and I was like... What do you mean somehow? You didn't teleport No, I didn't think that's where we were going. We went somewhere and then they were like, oh, we're going to stop at the pub to see such and such, you know, that type of thing. We're going to see Dodgy Dan. He's got a new shipment of ketamine in. (laughs) (laughs) You're like a character out of Snatch. Yeah. This is my desert eagle or whatever he said um, the other day. That's just as a tiny thing. That's one of my movie pet peeves. How, like, every tough guy in movies has, has, a, a, desert has a Desert Eagle 50 caliber. Yeah. Just breaking your wrist in every gunfight you get into. Oh, because it's heavy? Well, it's also the round is so powerful. Oh, that it, The yeah. recoil is so intense. It's such overkill. Vinnie Jones can handle That's it. That's true. Okay. But 50 caliber is like an anti-material round. You're not supposed to be using it against people. Uh, you could kill someone with it. Use it against what, then? You Like, like 50 caliber... Sniper rifles can be used to immobilize vehicles. Ah, okay. Like well, you can you yeah. can kill someone with a tiny little twenty two, and you're lugging around this hand cannon. Yeah, that's true. It's just so absurd. Yeah, so we were at this pub, and I and I thought to myself, the only way I'm, get, I'm gonna get home is via this person's car, and he's now had a drink. Oh god! And I know that there's that whole one drink is fine or whatever, but. No, I didn't really know him. I knew the girl, but I didn't really know her boyfriend and I didn't trust it. And so I called someone to come and take me home. But yeah, I'm very wary of that type of stuff. But I think I would trust electric cars more. Sure. Even though I know they, you know. It's going to, it's weird. The thing about, that's always said about early adopters of any technology is that you get screwed Mm. because you have, you're basically the guinea pigs that are helping them iron out the kinks. Obviously, things are escalated and become much more serious when you're talking about self-driving cars in that if things go wrong, you crash. So in a sense, it's, I can see why people are kind of thinking, I'll wait a while until, you know, the second generation of this technology. Okay, so to flip this, <laughs> what is something people don't worry about but really should? Global warming. Slash, <laughs> what goal do you think humanity is not focused enough on achieving? Okay. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna try and come up with something sillyish for the first part. Mine's gonna be deadly fucking serious. So that's gonna be a strange dichotomy. Okay, okay. What is something people don't worry about really should? Do you know what bothers me? Do tell. This is not silly, but it's on like a lower level. It's not like a na- like. Well, it's a lower level, but it's ver- it's universal. And burden yourself. What bothers me is that people don't take going out in public more serious than than they do whenever i leave the house and i know that partly it's because i'm an anxious person i am worried and i am wary of everything and i'm the type of person that's like tries not to go out when it's really late at night and doesn't walk in the dark anywhere alone and wouldn't go to certain places alone and you know etc etc and so when I say to like my mom or whatever, 
when I know she's going to be wherever she's going to be and I'm like be safe or like please just get a taxi don't walk don't get the bus please just get a taxi and she's like no I'm going to be fine I'm, be fine. I'm like you aren't even thinking about it it's not just oh I'm going to be fine I'm a grown woman and all this crap because I'm not even just talking about women I'm talking about men too sure I don't think it's any safer for men in that I actually think you might while there's obviously a high risk of a woman being attacked by a man, I think there's another version of a high risk where a man walking on his own would get jumped by another man or a group of men, especially in certain neighbourhoods where, like where we live or not far from where we live, it's like there's a certain type of person that if you even look at them wrong, they want to fight you. And that's usually going to be a man and a man, not a woman and a man. Right. And so I'm not just talking about women, but it really bugs me when she's like, oh, I'm going to be fine, I'm a grown woman. I'm like, all right. What does that mean? It's the middle of the day, I'll be fine. Okay, the crimes that happen in the middle of the day? Because <laughs> I assure you they do happen in the middle of the day. And so it bugs me, this like relaxing like safety for some people. And like they don't, and I know people listen might be like, yeah, but I'm sure they do worry about it now. They don't. Um, the people I'm talking about, they're acting like everything's fine and they don't need to concern themselves. And I'm like, people should worry more about that shit because stuff does happen. Like, I'm calling you out, Steph, if you're <laughs> listening. But sometimes, like, what was it? She was doing something. What was she doing? We were FaceTiming while she was in, like, the parking lot of somewhere, and uh, which is obviously dangerous from the back because she's got her phone out but it it was in the day and like you know you can't not ever have your phone out but she was putting something in the car i think and i was like she was doing it for a while i don't know what she was doing but she was like in the car like leaning in the car and i was like can you just check around you because someone could come up right. from behind and um and she was like, oh, don't worry, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but you're in a parking lot with not many people and you got your phone now and, you know, I don't know. But she I'm did l- have the Desert Eagle on her hip. <laughs> and people know not to mess with someone yeah. that's got that. It's that type of weird thing as well when people say, no, but this neighborhood's fine. Right. And I'm like, all right, do crimes never happen in that type of neighborhood? Yeah. Crimes happen everywhere. So, yeah, so... It just bugs me, and I and yeah. I understand that as a pet peeve, and you do say that to me sometimes. Of, you are right in a sense that if if there's a guy who's drunk and who's you know looking for a fight, doesn't even have to be drunk. He's yeah, gonna he's not gonna challenge a woman to fisticuffs. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna challenge tr- the guy who's looking at him yeah, weird. That is he's drunk. That is true. I don't really know. In- and I say to you sometimes, sorry. It's fine. Sometimes I say to you, like, we'll both go because we're better in, we're less likely to probably get attacked if there's two of us. Because most people who want to attack you, they're only going to attack a person on their own. But you're very much like, no, I'm not safe with you because I have to worry about you. Yes. So there are, And I understand that to a certain point, but yeah. <laughs> go ahead. What was the... Second part? What was the grammar of the question? What was the... Okay. What's something people don't worry about but really should? And then the second part, what goal do you think humanity is not focused enough on achieving? 
Okay. So like global warming or like something smaller. Like yeah. It doesn't have to be. I'm not sure. The first an part. One. I don't know. The second part, something instantly jumps out to me, and I know this is. I'm going to take this to a serious, okay. you know, lofty, high-minded place. But I, it does kind of baffle me that there's not more effort towards trying to engineer either longer lives for humans or trying to get towards that distant goal of human immortality. But do you know they're not trying to do no, that? No, there are some, but it's still quite a fringe area of okay. research. You know, I mean, it makes sense in a way in that you want to try and tackle the most immediate problems. You know, why is there so much money being poured into cancer research? Well, because cancer kills so many people yeah. in the, you know, the beginning, the middle and the end of their lives. I was saying to you just the other day that it's crazy that cancer is like <clears throat> still this thing that like we both do and don't know why it happens. Like we know why it happens, but there's not like one thing that makes right. it happen there's like all these things that can contribute to it happening but in a sense it's really just the look of the draw like yeah and and that there aren't there isn't a cure yet like the amount of money different types of cancer and then the amount of money it's crazy that there's not there's not a cure yeah like when you think really think about it it's terrifying well it's a difficult one in that it's really just a flaw in the human design. Yeah. When our cells reproduce, they sometimes create damaged versions of themselves. And that's, you know, it's a very fundamental kind of like issue to try and solve. Kind of like male sex is just a birth defect. <laughs> I, I've been assaulted <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I don't even... Oh, you say that though. I swear to God, this is true. I had a science teacher, a female science teacher. <laughs> you go. With no, listen, trust me, it's a precise analogy. <laughs> I had a science teacher when I was uh, probably about 13 or 14. I want to first tell you why I said that. Wait. I really don't uh, want to talk about cancer. That's why. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so you decided to drop that bombshell to just yeah. detonate the whole conversation? Pretty much, pretty like you'd much. rigged it up with dynamite? Yeah. Yeah, I, I seriously had a teacher. In secondary school, this female teacher, I forget her name. She was fine. She wasn't like mean or anything. But one time she was, uh, she was probably teaching us about, you know, sexual reproduction or whatever. And she, she kind of made like this weird caustic semi joke, kind of semi throwaway comment or aside where she was basically like, you know, women have the XX chromosomes and men have the divergent XY chromosomes, which is kind of like a mistake. And that's why women are superior because men are kind of these damaged models of the species. And I remember just being 13 and thinking that was a really weird thing to say to a classroom full of children. <laughs> and I seriously have not thought about that in like 10 oh, years. Yeah. And you just gave me a flashback to I it. love it when stuff like recalls things like that, good things or like, you know. Sure. Not bad things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the... So yeah, what's the next... Um, next question? Yeah. Okay. Lay them on me. Well, uh, That's not quite what I meant. Is that not how you speak? 
you've you've become a Lovecraftian monstrosity of yourself. Nah. You what speak it, in a strange alien tongue of wh- the old gods. What would you call me? I'd call you Samantha the Felingenon. Her name is unpronounceable because it is laden with so much cosmic horror. I'm afraid. <laughs> you said that with such... <sighs> with such okay. dramatic gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the cutest little laugh. I just want to kiss your vocal cords. Uh- People are vomiting into their mashed potatoes. Oh. What would be on the gag wheel of your life? Talking of gags. Yeah. And gagging and Uh, soupy, vomity mashed potatoes. (laughs) What does that mean exactly? Like, I guess you could look at it two ways. The funniest thing, a mistake you made. Okay. Yeah. It's very open-ended. Yeah. You feel free to go first. Uh, what would be on the gag wheel of my life? <laughs> I can't even tell the listeners what you're doing with your lips right now. You're like a little fish that's washed up onto shore taking its last breaths. What would be? Maybe we should scrap this question because I can't think of it. <laughs> We're impeaching you as official question yeah. giver. Oh, okay, yeah. let's move on to a different question. Okay. What is the most pointless etiquette norm in our society? Oh, that's it's a good you know, one. Just a, the first thing, like instantly, just that springs to mind. And I know we won't necessarily have much to say about it, but you know how sometimes in American movies, maybe this is just in kind of the upper crust of American society, but when they say things like "Don't put your elbows on the dinner table." I knew you were going to pull out one of these obvious ones. Right. Just because it's... Because I'm a basic bitch? No, but I found this question on Reddit and most of the answers were um, elbows on the table, people saying bless you when you sneeze. Oh, yeah. And thank you cards. If you get someone a gift, having to then send... (laughs) Oh, well, the obligation of having to send one. But if you received a thank you card and you were like, oh... This fucking kitschy motherfucker. I basically came away from the thread knowing that people don't have any manners. That's basically what... (laughs) Our society has gone to the dogs. Yeah. Mine is probably... Is it etiquette? Just this weird kind of like familial obligation when it comes to like certain things. Like, well, it's family. You have to see each other at Christmas. No, I don't. We don't. We only ever see each other at Christmas. That should tell you something. Or like, we go three years without speaking and now we have to send them a Christmas card. It's like, that's weird. That's, That's interesting. I have a lot of family that I don't know. And that's fine with me in the sense that if we wanted to know each other, we would. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Of course. This is a tiny, tiny... You have got something to say? Yeah, but you might say it, so you no, say I'm not it. Gonna. Oh. The other thing is like dressing professionally. <laughs> like, why does it make you better at your job if you're wearing a suit and tie? It yeah. doesn't. And yeah. And this kind of like not you can't have I have pink hair for anyone that doesn't know. 
a neon... They can see the, the podcast art. Yes, but not everyone is... I don't know. Do they think that's just of some random people we found <laughs> on the street? Come and model for us. I have neon pink hair. It's yeah. not subtle in any way, shape or form. And this idea that you can't get certain jobs because you have tattoos or brightly coloured hair because it doesn't look professional right. or people will judge you and therefore think you're shit and therefore not want to buy the product. It's like, no. No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Sure. Even fucking dude with a tattoo underneath his eye needs a job. Like, <laughs> stop being stupid. This yeah. is really ridiculous. And, yeah, so that's kind of something that... A really, really tiny, tiny, tiny thing that... It's not that I resent it or wish it wasn't a thing. It's just that I struggle with it. And this is mostly because of my awkwardness mm. and my kind of social anxiety but the the weird etiquette thing where when you see a neighbor you're you're supposed to nod and smile and say hello <laughs> i <laughs> you hate saying hello to i people. really struggle with that and then when i don't do it i feel a so bad because i don't want them to think i was trying to be an asshole it's just yeah. you know the moment passed and i didn't do it in time and then it was too late and we've gone past each other and second of all I just have that moment of cringe mm. where you just, your bones vibrate with the awkwardness Aww. of it and you just want to crawl into a dark hole and never see anyone ever again. Yeah. And it's such a Do tiny you, thing, but it can, it's weird how it can affect you it like that. Can. Do you ever smile at people on the street? No. I do. If they're like, if, if it's say like, you know, most people I don't, but like, Especially if it's on like a main, like if you're walking on the fucking one of the main busy streets in London, you yeah. won't do it because you have to smile at a hundred people a minute. But what I mean is like the quiet type of street that we live on. If you pass someone, for me, if it, you know, as they're about to pass me, I will glance at them. If they're looking at me, I will smile. And I'll undress them with my eyes, obviously. <laughs> if they're some kind of sexy vixen. <laughs> Yeah, I do that. I don't know yeah. why. I've always done that. But as we've said, I think we've no doubt said before, you are very friendly and approachable looking. You're this cute, chubby, pink-haired girl with a big smile and, like, big friendly eyes. I'm rolling my eyes because <sighs> you see me that way, but you don't see that half the population does not see me that way. And so sometimes I make it a point, like... I will make, I will do the glance thing to make eye contact if a person is on their own. But if there's more than one person, I try not to look because that is when I will see them laughing or I will see them make a joke. And so, you know, yeah, I, I have to that. judge it. Another thing, I've had people, when I was younger mostly, like a teenage age or like 20, that thing where you look at a person... Um, and they're in a group because they're passing you and you smile and then they they go what are you looking at i've oh. had that and it's like i wasn't staring at this person oh. at all i glanced to see if they looked to see if they were going to smile so i smile yep. and then you get that back and it's like so it's a dangerous thing i see why you don't want to do it i'd because... like to find those people and give them a gravel enema <laughs> That's what I would like to do. Anyway. I don't want to be 
oh, woe is me, look what's yeah. happened in my life. But I'm just trying to be honest about the different types of situations. I like doing it when it's like an old person because oh, I know yeah. they like doing it. For for the majority of the older people I've come into co- co- in contact with, they want to say hello to you. They want to see a smiley face. And it just comes kind of natural yeah. to me. In mo- but I get why you don't want to. Because it is kind of... I worry sometimes when it's like a neighbour, if I don't catch the, their face at the right time and I haven't smiled or said hello, that they will think I'm rude. Or you're staring at them. And I have this weird fear that we will one day have bad neighbours where they will either... I love that film. (laughs) And I love the sequel. Hey, that first film was actually kind of good. The second one, not Uh, as much. Good is a relative term. It was funny. There was lots of funny moments. When it's enhanced with psychoactive accompaniment. Yeah, well, (laughs) anything's funny then. But, um... Yeah, I have this irrational fear of how, like, that's why I never wanted... It's not irrational, frankly. That's why I never wanted to live in flats, because... um, You've got more neighbours. And they're close, they're like, they're on top of you, (laughs) and next to you, and they can hear everything, and... Yeah, just them them being like, um, the idea that a neighbour might come around and knock on your door and say, can you keep it down, or whatever... That scares me. Sure. Like, I don't want to get on a neighbor's bad side. Um, That's why we keep that baseball bat with the nails for it <laughs> right by the door. We keep Negan in the cupboard if sure. we, ever, we ever need him to. I haven't even seen that show, but I but get the reference. you know who he is. Um, okay, let's try, and, let's try and fit in. Try and find some questions that are relatively... Short. Yeah, and let's Perfect. try and get a couple more in before we draw okay. this bad boy to a close. Let me have a quick scan then. Is there a food that you've never eaten but want to try? Oh, that's a good one. You picked good questions. You picked off the beaten path, kind of unpredictable ones. That's a good one. You know what's weird? And I'm like 99% sure I'm not going to like it. But I hear people (laughs) raving about it so much. And sometimes when I see it used in a dish in, in a way that I think I would like, I really had this, I want, like, I want to try it because I mm. feel if I liked it, I would have it with everything, is avocado. Have you never tasted guacamole? No. Oh. I have not. Do you know what it is? Yeah. It's green mush. <laughs> it makes me think of mushy peas. Does it also make you think of baby poop? Yes. <laughs> I have never tasted guacamole either, which I guess is just avocado and something on there. Right. Um, yeah, I don't want to taste that. I just feel, just the look of it, I feel like I might like it. Ew. What? Avocado? No, like a sliced avocado oh, in half. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see you're, uh, you're I'm hung up on the mashed yeah, version. Yeah. It's because I don't like weird textures. Interesting. Yes, it is I interesting. never would have guessed that you Isn't would say that. very interesting? Isn't it? Hmm... I don't think I have a food that I haven't tried that I want to try, if that makes sense. Mine is more like I want to try, like, I want to have in and out <laughs> I know it's just burger and fries, yeah. but it's, like, specific. And I want to have a dollar slice of pizza from New York. Yeah, you do. Even though it's probably going to be shit because it costs a dollar. But I want to fold it up and put extra <laughs> cheese on it. 
and eat it. Like a little greasy sandwich. Yeah. I saw someone the other day say that a pizza is just an open sandwich. That's not true. Yeah. It's like an open panini. Yeah. Um. So I have things like that, but there's no like, oh, I've never tried lobster and I want to have it because I don't. And I haven't. I feel like I would like to try some more Chinese food because I like noodles a lot. Yeah. And I... You, the thing is, you like the different meats, so you could. You could try, like, you know, all the different meats sure. with it. I'm always thinking meats, but I guess you don't have I've to just, have The thing is, it. I've never tried... The only Chinese dish that I've ever really had is chow mein. Yeah, same. Chicken chow mein, duck chow mein, you know, so like on and so forth. I like egg fried rice as well. Right. And it's just, I'm kind of scared to venture... Yeah. Like, and try new stuff because I, we are similar in that if we have a meal that we don't like, it ca- almost kind of ruins it, the day. It ruins the day, yeah. And so you don't, you almost get to that point of just playing it safe, just having the stuff you know you definitely like that you've had a million times before. We also don't have the money to just buy. That's another thing that we're restrained in that it's not like we don't usually have the money to buy something and then if we don't like it, we can just buy something else. Right. We have the money to buy that one thing. So it's easier to just buy the thing you know you like. Yeah. I am... I like chow mein. <laughs> have you, I know <laughs> you don't like spicy food. I and do I, not like spicy I food. I don't like spicy food either at all. I've said this before. Pepper is too strong for me. Right. That's how much I don't like spicy food. You However, mean like ground pepper? Like in a pepper mill. Yeah. Not like peppers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like well, you I on, would have said peppers. <laughs> like I? you on hot ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Drinking, what is it? Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> 357 by the bottle. The bomb. <laughs> um, this is such an insanely specific yeah, reference. And if you've not watched is. YouTube channels of people eating really hot, spicy wings, yeah, you won't you get it. Yeah, um, <laughs> The way you said da bomb was, was so cute. I am. Um, yeah, so I don't like spicy food at all. However, I like a chicken balti, okay. which is a curry, but I like it mild. You can have it different temperatures. I like it as mild, which is basically to people who like spicy food, not spicy. But I understand that when you don't like spicy food, any kind of spice is spicy. But I would really like to see you try chicken balti, <laughs> mild. Because to yeah. me, there's almost no spot. Like, I don't get that, oh, my God, this is hot and I can't eat this thing. It just doesn't do anything. It's just a flavor. Right. And it's just like a tomato-y sauce. Sure. And you can have it without the, like, veg and peppers and stuff in there. So... I think that you might like it, but you obviously don't want to try it. You've been you, kind, you don't like spicy food. You've kind of been introducing me to Indian food slowly. You've been trying to worm it uh-huh. into my life because the other day you gave me some naan bread. Oh yeah, and some fries. I've yeah, I've never had Indian food is definitely something I've always because I I don't like spice at all, like even the tiniest amount of it. And I don't really like curry. I don't like the consistency of foods like that. 
Um, I've never, I've really had almost no Indian food. But the other day you were like, try some naan. And, and then the next, I can tell a week from now, you're going to be like, just try some of this curry. Next time I get it, I want you to just try like a bit of chicken and rice. I am not someone who, some people when they have curry, they have like, it's really like saucy. There's a lot of sauce. I am the type of person to just have enough sauce so that the rice isn't dry. Right. So there's as little flavour as possible. It's almost like flavoured rice. Yes, that's and I always say to you, I wish I could find something that I could flavour rice with so I could buy it myself. Because I've tried to buy like Balti mix sauce and all this and it never tastes the same as like when you go to like an Indian restaurant. Um and that's basically all I need. I need like a touch of it to like make it not dry. Right. And I would like you to just taste a piece of chicken with the rice because there's no reason <laughs> that you wouldn't like it unless you can taste that very mild right. spice. Um, yeah. That, but yeah, I feel like good, what was even the question? That's a good oh, yeah, question. The there's a lot of foods I would like to try. I'm just, I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah. I just don't. You are. I, yeah we are we we went to paris and we didn't try any french food <laughs> we ate at five guys yep. not just because we are scared of trying new things but it feels to me anyway like a waste i 99% know i'm not gonna like something because i know i don't like so many foods and there's weird textures to things and you know, you can never just go somewhere and have like a chicken dish. It's always yeah. got to be chicken with a million different herbs on it. And it's like, I can't eat that. You know, I realized the other day, I basically don't eat fish anymore. Yeah, you used to eat a lot of chicken. And I, well, I eat obviously I, not so much now, but I do eat a lot of tuna but i'm just talking about i used to like fish in meals and now i don't have it at all yeah but it's we like can, we can get you some fish yeah no i also want to try you've got me got me going now yeah i want to try obscure fruits you know when you hear about yeah dragon fruit yeah all these weird like very you know, they're very obscure and specific and they only kind of fit in certain types of dishes and they're hard to get and they look weird and they're kind of intimidating in that sense. But yeah. I really like fruit a lot and I am very conservative with the fruit I have. I mostly just eat, you know, apples and blueberries and basic stuff like that. Yeah, well, we can start getting you, like, new fruit every time. I know it's like, <laughs> We say it, but we're not going to do it. We could do it. I'm going to go to the supermarket and grab that box of strawberries and <laughs> run home. Because I'm scared of change. I'm scared of trying new experiences. I don't want to find something I don't like. I don't. I'd rather eat the old stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. so cute. I take it you've got, like... A bunch of questions left. Yeah, there are a couple on there, but we can save them for whenever we do a question one next maybe, time. Yeah, maybe when I just don't, we don't find any articles, we could just do another question episode. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. This I was liked a, this. It this was, was fun. This was a fun one. It was. But we've got to wrap it up now. We've got to wrap it up because it's a million hours long. We've got to say goodbye to you, dear listener. I hope you've been... <laughs> Number one, just one listener. <laughs> just one. <laughs> We hope that you've enjoyed us infiltrating your ear canal for, you know, just four, the one. four hours. Maybe yeah, the just left. have one earphone in. We are in mono after all, so it doesn't matter. 
We don't have fancy stereo recording equipment. <laughs> My eyes have glazed over. So with sugar. If you That'll if you horrible. opened your eyes one day and there was just sugar coating <laughs> your eyeballs, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess lick them. Don't lick my eyeballs. Like a sugar treat. No, a gooey sugar treat. <laughs> sugar oh. sandwiches. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my childhood. <laughs> That's weird. It is weird, but I, you know. Sugar aqu- sandwiches. <laughs> Not just sugar and bread. Sugar, butter and bread. It's an acquired taste. It's something. That I acquired and then lost by the time I was 12. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with anyone else you think may like it. New episodes are released about a month after the last one. I know that this one is whatever, a month and a half after the last one. Yeah, yeah. Well. But I was finishing a fucking novel. Yeah, you were. So just give me a break. <laughs> Cut me some slack. You're supposed to be on my side, listener. Listener. <laughs> just the one. Jonathan Listener. Yeah. That's a good name. His destiny was to become a voracious consumer of podcasts oh that's fun fulfilling your destiny <laughs> you can We've find mad. <laughs> we go mad at this point in every we episode do, you can find the podcast on itunes and pretty much all other podcast services or you can go to rtappodcast.com which is a r t a t podcast.com which redirects to our soundcloud page soundcloud you can send any feedback or comments to rtappodcast at gmail.com. And we have had some nice emails, so keep them coming. We enjoy those very much. We want to hear from you. We like to communicate with our listeners. We want to be your buddies. We do want to be We buddies. want to invest in you all the way. Okay. No fake down. friends. <laughs> I see how you brought it back around. You've got it. The essence of comedy is callbacks. Yeah, yeah. And specificity. And deep cuts. And references that you don't explain. That's very true. yes, ands. (laughs) Oh, you're learning. My little Padawan. Ah. You've got a little braid at the back of your head. I do. And you're an angsty, whiny little bitch (laughs) who's going to become Darth Vader eventually. I don't know what that means. Uh, Where was I? You can send, yeah, you can, yeah, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. So send us your emails and your comments, because we love them, and we'll sing them. Yeah, if you you send us a nice email that's singable, we might sing it. Yeah. And if you leave us a review that's singable, we might sing that too. Yeah. What if we do a musical episode? I could do that. You know how every show under the, the sky... Yeah. Has an episode where they just do a musical. Yes. Every show does. The best ones that did it are Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and every show has an episode where they're being followed by a camera crew. Yep. And it's shot like a documentary. Yep. A mockumentary, if you will. A mockumentary. I'm looking at you, Veep. Anyway. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, which really helps podcasts like us. Yep, yep. And like we said... We might read your review on the podcast. I mean, maybe they don't want us to, so we won't. Well, we're going to do it without your consent. (laughs) And if we don't ever read any, it's because we don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) Or you just wrote a spiel of unprintable abuse. Unprintable. (laughs) Don't you want to hear your review come out of the sultry tones of Samantha? No, stop. You've gone mad. Okay. 
We're Art at Podcast. Art at. On social media. Come follow us. You know you want to become an adherent to our cult of personality. <laughs> we'll only ask you for all your life savings and that you dedicate the rest of your life to our cause. Yeah. No, you cannot see your family anymore. They're heretics. But we will feed you cake. <laughs> and suicide pills. Took it to you a dark place. You took it to another level. What's wrong with you? So, yeah, we did it. We did it. Can you believe Can it? Can you believe it? We were a little bit rusty. We're a little bit rusty. But we got back into the, the flow of it. I'm just repeating what you say. Pretty much. You're my, my, what is it called? Backing singer? Yeah. Backup what singer? What is it called? I don't know. They didn't sa- the term didn't sound right to me for a second. And by the way, in case you haven't noticed, because I feel like we we nestle these little Easter eggs in there and then I worry that no one even listens to them. If you listen after the outro music, we do cute little snippets. We cute things at the end. We do cute things. You can listen and you can absorb them. My brain has become avocado mush. Yeah. I'm going to eat it with a spoon. Sure. If you push a spoon, a tiny little spoon, like one of those really long Are dessert you spoons. <laughs> if you're going to say into your ear, I can't. can't if you have push you. it all the way into no, your ear, it will scoop out your brain. And you can scoop out your mushy green brain. No one wants it. And you can finally try what that tastes like. Yeah. What a world, Samantha. Yeah. What a world that we live in. One day I'm going to feed you mushy green guacamole, but it's really going to be my brain. Does that mean I absorb all your memories and knowledge and skills? Yes. Good deal. Great deal. And if I eat Rudy's too, I'll learn how not to catch a mouse. <laughs> Me, he tried. Okay, one last quick fire question for the very end. I'm afraid. What is something you resent paying for? Sex.